Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. Hope you're having a good time. It's Sunday night, time for a street fight. We are doing the call-in show tonight. That number to dial is 614-655-3887. Thank you for being here. We are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. You can find us live streaming on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, along with Facebook. Just check us out. We're at Street Fight WCRS on most of those platforms, except for Twitch. We're at Street Fight Radio. Uh, You can watch the shows each week. Every Wednesday and Sunday, we do a a show. It comes out as a podcast. If you want more from us, we have a Patreon where you can support everything that we do. You know, some people sign up for the Patreon and they don't even get any of the rewards. They just want to kick us some money. We appreciate those folks. That's great. Some of you love all of the zines, love the undercover business tyrants, the bonus shows, the mini series, Team Fight Radio, Shocktober, all of that, and we really appreciate that as well. So if you want more Street Fight Radio or if you want to support Street Fight Radio, head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio, and that's where you can do that. My name is Brett. My co-host is Brian. We've been doing this for a long time now, and we're trying to build a lot of dissent and disruption in this world so that we can kick off a new flat earth with a different way of thinking that involves more working people. So we're taking your calls tonight. We want to hear what's going on at work, your dare officer stories, your military recruitment stories, your street fight Christmas stories. If you found some weed in the woods, if your boss, you know, somehow forgot to fire you, whatever it may be, we would love to hear some of those street fight Christmas miracles. Uh, We appreciate you for being here, as I've said, probably five or six times now. Uh, I'm on that Christmas chair because we just left Ruby Tuesday, not the shitty restaurant, the original performance venue in Columbus, Ohio on Summit Street that's been here way longer than that piece of shit restaurant because we're doing a live show. We're doing a live variety show, something we've never done before. We're going to have a musical band to back us up, the Howling Commandos. We're going to have special guests, Lindsey Martin, Garbage Brain University, and the Trillbillies here in Columbus, Ohio for one jam-packed variety show hosted by yours truly, uh, Street Fight Radio. So get those tickets. They're at store.streetfightradio.com. You're not going to want to miss it. We're going to keep this rolling through the winter uh, because... You know, we want to see Tom and Terrence and Tanya from the Trillbillies, but we would rather write it off as a business expense. It makes a lot more sense to do that. So you can help us with that. Uh, Help pay dirtbag artists and get them their next microwave pizza by coming out to the variety show and watching us all do our thing. Head over to store.streetfightradio.com to get those tickets and tell your friends. What's up? Yeah, that was a lot. That felt show. like a lot of talking. It wasn't as long as really. Well, no, it's four minutes. Yeah, that's so a lot. Yeah, that was that four. was extended. Yeah, I was like looking at my phone and was like, "Is this? Am I supposed to be talking now?" No, no, not at all. We that's don't need nice. you yet. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I fucking sit in a in a room and then I I pop in when we're done and I uh, ruin the flow of the conversation to just like really slow it down a little bit. No, no, no. I was doing a hard sell on people, so uh, they don't want to hear that at all. I'm like the guy at the state fair that's trying to get you to sign up for uh, a new car washing. That's sponge. actually what I want you to do. 
this year. I want like I have this idea for a bit and everybody's going to want us to do this now is for me and you to both go get Cutco jobs and then go to like a festival and I'll set my Cutco on one side of the fucking festival and you set yours on the other side and we see who sells the most Cutco knives. That would be interesting. <laughs> We'd have to get a video team to follow us around maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't imagine you trying to sell sell that to somebody. I know. That's why I think it would be funny. People hearing me try to sell because I was never good at it. I just, I tried to, I, I remember when I worked at the cable company, they would have these like contests to get people signed up for like stars and Showtime and HBO. Well, it was never HBO because people would tend to get HBO, but like stars and Showtime and TMC, they got to work a little hard, you, you know, to get some, Cinemax too. Cinemax is another one. They just got to work. It's they're not auto signups, you know. HBO's the only automatic sign up, right? So they would be like, Yeah, go in there and sell or try to get extra outlets. But I was like, Well, if I get them to get an extra outlet, I would have to run the outlet, which then uh, that's yeah, that's not, not a bonus. A bonus, yeah, that's not worth any money to me at all. It's actually more work, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I think we should do a selling competition at some point and see. I, I mean, I don't know if I'd even sell one Cutco knife, really. I'd be like, I got these knives over here. You, you want to buy one? Like, <laughs> I don't know what you would do. Do you go up there and cut a fucking pop can in half? Tomatoes. That's always impresses people. Why tomatoes? Oh, hard. because of the skin. They're so hard to cut. You got a sharp knife, you can cut right through them. Yep. You know, so many people have dull ass knives in their kitchen. Me, it's, I'm like the most dull knife guy ever. I've never sharpened a knife in my life. And I have all the same knives I've had since I moved into my apartment. So like, I just have the most unsharp knives in the whole world and everything is a chore to cut. But I think I'm gonna go buy one of those things and try to learn how to sharpen a knife. The, the rod. the rod yeah and you just do the thing <laughs> you look like a chef yeah like, yeah well i do want i am like sort of i want to be like a chef but i'm bad at cutting everything you know like onions probably, I, I always try to cut them in squares the little squares the little squares that people cut them into dicing yeah dicing them into squares and i never get it right ever i actually get bored halfway through and just Start making just bigger start cuts. Going, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just start like banging the knife on the board. Yeah, I don't have like a, a technique to cutting. You know, like it's one of those things where it's like, I thought I had. I mean, I I thought I knew how to cut stuff, like where you put the thing on the end and you just go like that. You you just like kind of you put the end on the board and then you pull down and cut. But I can't do that. I just don't know how to you, do it. So like if I asked you for a dice or a chunk, you don't think you can make that distinction? No, on you'd probably get a lot of chunks. Really. Just chunk. You yeah, can't dice. maybe some dices, but I've thought about buying one of those things. You just stick the fucking things in and pull down. Slap chop. Kind of like a slap chop, yeah. What sort is it? Sort of like a slap chop. Like the things for apples. You ever use the <laughs> apple slice gimmick? Yeah, I love those. Yeah, I think they probably make those for like also dicing, right? So you could just set it on top and push it down and it's all yeah, it's diced like a slap chop in one thing. shot. Yeah. 
I don't want to slap chat. I don't, I am like learning a lot about myself this year. Cause I'm like, ah, you know, I really want to get everybody like the best possible presence this year. I really want to be a guy that gives good presence. And I want people to know that I thought about them and I worked very hard to make sure that I got things that I think they would enjoy. And I would go, I, my, we were at Target one night and the whole time I was there, I was like, there's just not like a single thing in here I would want to give somebody as a gift. Nothing. Yeah. You know, an adult. I mean, kids like toys. So it's fine to like buy kids toys. Yeah. There's nowhere else to go for toys. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like, and you know, people are going to be like, oh, well you could go to like Johnny Locals toy emporium but the fact is like they don't sell barbie because they think it's bad i know that's <laughs> what i'm saying barbies. i know i know and that's sad too because you're like i wish my kid didn't want barbies but i i'm gonna tell you something right now you're gonna wish your kid did a lot of things <laughs> that's true <laughs> if you that's it that's it that's the t-shirt <laughs> you're gonna wish your kid did a lot of things yeah because i think like people People before they have kids are like, my kid's probably going to be into like really cool stuff. And then I was, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Also like people who have kids and the kids are like six or seven and they're like dancing to their heavy metal songs are like, my kid's going to be actually cool. But like my daughter listened to all the same music I listened to until she got to a certain age where she said, everything I listened to sucks, yeah. you know? Well, I was just thinking, we just left the, we just left our uh, friend's Christmas cookie party and it made me, it, I was thinking about it because like when we started, when we didn't have kids, we would just, we had all day. It was like, what are you supposed to do with a fucking Saturday? Like it's so much time. So we would all get together and like make meals and make cookies and make all of, like we would spend a whole day doing this. But once you have kids, you're like, they take up all of my time yeah. and they're demanding about everything and they don't like artisanal shit. They don't like anything that has care or concern behind it. They want McDonald's. Yeah. You know, like I don't want McDonald's, but that's like their favoriteest thing in the world. Yeah. All kids want whatever their thing. Chipotle is the, is the one I think a lot of the kids like now. It's all Chipotle. <laughs> Your kid, maybe. No, she doesn't eat it anymore. Oh, because really? Because we don't eat it anymore. I mean, I guess she probably goes when she's out with her friends. But even my brother's but even it loves Chipotle, too, and only eats it. It, it doesn't. It, it's like, it's all Chipotle. It's all fast food, like, gross shit that, like, I wasn't eating on a regular basis. But now that I have to drag somebody around to, like, gymnastics and to swim class and back and forth from school, it's like... Uh, yeah, I'm going to go back to the uh, fucking Happy Meal, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I can see my my parents bought me a whole bunch of Happy Meals. Like, I'm not mad about it anymore, you know? Yeah, and it's always like, I liked when I got the Happy Meals. Yeah. Like, some of me is, some of my thing is like, I just want to give her the things that made me feel good more often than my parents gave me the things that made me feel good. Whether it's like attention, or it's like uh, just being interested in what she's up to or what she's doing, you know? Or... Getting her whatever the food is she's into at the current moment. Right now, it's uh, sorry, she's problematic. Chick Fil A, and um, oh, she's uh, she's accepted their new. Well, because they said that they're not doing the donations anymore, right. she's a hundred percent all in with Chipotle she, now. Yeah, bad move. Yeah, or Chick Fil A, and the other thing she likes is BB Bop. Yeah, which like is a local. No, it's not local. It's everywhere. It's not? BB Bop is ever. I've seen them on tour. Really? In different no cities. way. Yeah. Piata's local. 
Yes, Beata, I do know that one. Which she likes. But yeah, it's just Bibibop and uh, Chipotle. Or Bibibop and Chick-fil-A and uh, the Wendy's Spicy Chicken Sandwich. And uh, You're right. Ohio, D.C., Maryland, Illinois, Missouri. I had no idea. I thought they were just here. No, no. They're pretty good, man. I mean, instead of lettuce, they use kale, and it really doesn't work as well as but lettuce. You're anti-bowl, though, right? I eat bowls there, though. You I just eat get bowls. A bowl there. Yeah, because I don't give a shit about the food. They're like, it's not, the food's not that good. And just I'm health just food. like, I'll just get a bowl so I can just sit there and just eat it out of the bowl. Yeah, but I love health food with hot sauce on it. I do, too. I do, too. I, I eat it now. I, I don't have... have to go get a cheeseburger when my family orders Bibibop because I've just given up. I've given I've basically given up on like going out to dinner and picking what I want to eat and because it's like always so much like uh, I want this and they're like, well, we don't want that. And I'm like, okay, what do you guys want? And as soon as they just say a thing, I'm like, I'll have it. I ate Chinese recently. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah. I eat Bibby Bop now, and you're, I just you're like a Renaissance man. No, I'm just like being a guy that's like agreeable because I hate trying to figure out a place to eat. You know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's not so bad. My wife always has like these odd things about when she eats. She's like, oh, I'd like it to be a little more healthier today. And I was like, none of that stuff that's out there is healthy. Like, you just got to deal with the fact that tonight the dinner's not, the dinner's going to be deep fried or something because yeah. that's what the food is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when someone makes the food for you, they want to make it good. They don't want to make it healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we cooked five days last week. Wow. I was like feeling like a fucking monster. I was feeling so good. I mean, my daughter hated it. She was like, are we cooking again? And I'd be like, yeah. And yeah. Like, every night. I mean, that's what you do. Yeah. Again, I complained about this a couple of weeks, though. I would just love to have a couple of different meals. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I've been making Mexican for a long time now, and it's probably not in agreement with anybody that lives, you know, south of the United States. But, like, I have my own flavor that I do, and so it is hard to get excited for. My wife is like, let's do tacos. I'm like, I already know what that tastes like. I already know what that's going to be. I already know what I'm signing up for. It's like, ev- it's just... The same. It's just bland, you know? That, that's why I think chefs deserve what they have. Like, money-wise, how they make a little bit... They make good money. A lot of them. Some of them don't. But, like, the actual chef usually makes pretty good money. And that's... I, like... You know, I can't imagine fucking... First of all, putting together a menu of probably, like, seven or eight meals. Then also, like, being like, we have to have a special today. And then yeah. also being like, we got to change the menu in six months. And it's just like, I just only seem to know, like, six foods. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, that's, you know, I don't know that it's, uh, but it's a matter of, like, I don't know. I think it, sometimes it's like gratitude. Like, it's fine. You know, I should just be happy. But, you know, I'm not good at making pasta sauce. I use Carfagna's pasta sauce, the famous Ohio, central Ohio family that makes pasta sauce. So whether I put that on tortellini, ravioli, lasagna, whatever it is, it all tastes like that. Once again, I love that flavor. Yeah. But it's just hard, you know, like you said, cooking all the time just becomes a matter of, like, no, this is calories this is uh <laughs> this will keep me full yeah that's it's what not- sucks that when they talk about how people go out to eat so much it's like i don't know about 
I don't know about you or anybody else, but I know that in my family, we cooked six days a week and then we got fast food one day a week, whether it's pizza or like McDonald's yeah. or something. And those six days where we cooked were miserable to me. I just hated it so much. <laughs> it's a, it, it is a chance. Like there's not enough time to do it and it feels like a chore and you just feel forced into doing into right. like you know you just want to make it easy you know it's like you had dreams of making it fun at one point but you just want to have your, <laughs> your pasta and make sure that you get some like broccoli or asparagus yeah. in there with it yeah we're having bean burritos tonight the same yeah. bean burritos we have every single so we've time had them we for have. probably 15 years now now that yeah. i think about it the original bean bean burrito recipe was created 15 years ago well it was like when katie went vegetarian it did change yeah that'll do some it. of it but it also like tightened up the the thing back when we were doing meat you know i would go by a bunch of different kinds of meat and we would we would make different things with it but like now it's just like i don't know dude well there's more know. vegetables than there are meat yeah you I can know. cook with. i know i know but i don't know how to use a lot of them correctly utilize you a lot try. of vegetables yeah yeah i know sorry it's I, like a, I, I switch from bitching to to explaining it's a trial by fire thing you know? yeah i mean you know you're gonna fuck it up a lot i mean people do, do need to like not expect their first vegetarian dish to be like amazing i mean it's probably going to be shitty but also was your, your first hamburger was shitty too right your first pork fucking rice was shitty whatever yeah. you made yeah and and the uh the other thing that i do is like i i do need to like kind of I mean, we're doing a lot of, like, those Boca chicken things, too, a lot. And it's just, like, so now it's, like, my family's eating chicken nuggets and I'm eating a chicken breast. Again, which was, like, actually one of the things I hated when I cooked meat was, like, that I was eating chicken breast. Like, See, I would eat chi I would eat meat every day and I would eat chicken breast four of those days and See, be like, I hate this shit. I put, see, I've actually, like, I've relieved a lot of the pressure because I did let it build because there is a, like, there is pressure to, like, every night you're supposed to have some sort of elaborate, like, original dish or something. But now when me and Eric are both like, we don't want to cook, it's like, well, let's just make, like, Velveeta shells and cheese and roast vegetables. I'm like, fine. That's like, we don't need to feel bad about that. It's food. It's not bad. It's, I like, I mean, I, it's still a great taste. They have new flavors out that I can try. Like, I, I'm not beating myself up. Sometimes I do peanut butter and jelly for dinner. And right. like, it's not a fucking problem. That's what I'm thinking about now. But right you do now, stress you yourself that. out. We do like build a lot of rules and ideas. Food is something you have to do every day. And it really, there's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, issues that arrive that right. derive or derive from that. Which food for which, like, like the, even just like the separation of meals where it's like, you know, I, I'll eat. I mean, you are allowed to eat like dinner in the morning or lunch yeah. or something. I think it's. Oh, like, I had pho for breakfast, and uh, when we were on tour, I loved it. I think the thing that's like rough for me is like, it does feel like dinner is supposed to be like the special part of every single day in my mind for some reason, where we all sit together and we eat dinner and we talk about our day and shit, and we do that every night. You know, no matter what we eat, we all sit at the table and just bullshit. And it's like, uh, so then I put pressure on like making sure those dinners are something that anybody that, that we could eat. And it's like, they end up being all the same. It's just like all the same. And you, when you have a teenager and she's like helping drive the bus, it's like, 
you know, I I don't I didn't think about this a lot, but you know, she likes a lot of the same shit all the time. Like, cause kids just like the same. I mean, yeah, they I'm wanna, not even just talking about like food, movies. They watch the same movies. They watch the same TV shows. They read the same books. They're not burnt out on stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they can't burn out. Now I'm like just to the point where kids can't burn out. Their brain is just fine with it. They just like to be comfortable and sit down. We burn out because we see so much stuff. And yeah. then we're like, eh, I hate everything now. You know? Yeah. You become a lot less cynical about these things. I took the kid to see Knife at Knives Out this week. And oh. we really enjoyed it. All of us had like a really good time watching that movie. Good mystery movie. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. But she didn't even know if she wanted to see it. We had two teenagers with us, and we were like, we're going to see this Knives Out. It's a murder mystery. And for some reason, kids don't know what murder mysteries are now. They not like, no idea. Well, they don't know what pictures are anymore. Right. They don't want to think about it too about They just watch TikToks. Yeah, so they were, I was like, it's a murder mystery. And they are like, so it's like a horror movie? And I'm like, no, somebody gets murdered, and they have to figure out who did it. And they were like, so it's more like us? And I'm like, it's nothing no, like they, us. No, like, they know who murdered you. saw those people murder them like yeah. live on screen. Yeah, we're trying to solve a mystery in this movie. And they were like, yeah, we'll go, whatever. You know, and then when we left, they were like, oh, I really like that. I like to see more stuff like that. I'm like, oh, they don't make that anymore. So there's only going to be one of those in your life. Right. <sighs> yeah, I don't, I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm going to ask your niece if she knows what a whodunit is after at, on Christmas, she might like know a good whodunit. Now. I don't think they know. I mean, my daughter read a couple Agatha Christie novels novels in middle school. Oh yeah, yeah, they made they, like, everybody read that. that stuff because that was how they got tried to get me hooked on reading. And you know what actually ended up getting me hooked on reading? This is a very weird thing, but the thing that made me like reading was this book. And I can't. Re- I I might have it right if I say the the something files of Miss. Frangel E. Banksweiler or something. I have to look it up. The mixed up files of Basil E. Frankweiler or something. I think this is the book. And what it was was these two kids ran away from home or their parents died and they had to go somewhere. So they moved into a museum and they just lived in the museum. And it was about them like finding a place to sleep, hiding out until the security guards left. And then what they did at night when they were playing around and stuff. And I was just like, I remember being a kid and being like, oh, I mean, that was like as much of a fantasy world for me as like even like dragons and shit. Because it was just like, you mean they moved away from, they didn't have to be with their parents. That's what I thought about my side of the mountain, too. It was like, I read that book and this guy, this kid, like runs away from his parents and he goes and lives out in the wilderness for like a long time. I don't know how long. And I was just like, oh, man, he's not around his parents. This is great. This has to be great. You know? Let's do it. Yeah, I um, I don't know if there was any. I'm trying to think. I I was into Goosebumps a lot. I like scary books a lot. Um, but <laughs> the stuff that grabbed, yeah, Frankenstein was, I think, the longest book I read, like off the rip, that I think grabbed me the most. You know what grabbed me also, uh, big time was like getting the book compilations of Sunday comic strip. Yeah, for things. sure. Like getting Garfield and Calvin and Hobbes and Foxtrot and just reading it oh, in yeah. one day. And you were like, I read that book in one day, even though it's like almost it's no not words. Really reading, yeah. But it was, but you would like read it and some of them would be funny when I was a kid. I don't think any kid could read those now and enjoy them. 
I just think their sense of yeah, humor yeah, is so the life, fucked. Yeah, I mean, comedy doesn't age well. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. I and, read a lot of Family Circus, too, which it, it became a shock to me when I got older how much people hated Family Circus. Really? Because the only comics I really hated in the, the, in the Sunday newspaper when I was a kid, the only comics I hated were the serious adult ones. The Phantom? The, yeah, Apartment 3G. Yeah, yeah. You remember, like, the, 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 there was like a, there was um, a medieval one too yeah. that I fucking hated. Cause I was like, what are they doing? It would just be three panels of them, like, <laughs> riding down a road next to a stream. Yeah. And I'm like, what is that? Like, why are we, like, re, this seems like the worst way to read a story within three panel. But there was, you know, there was probably plenty of adults that mm. tuned in to see what happened on the Battle of the Bridge over the river and by two ancient knights. I don't know though. I've, or the Phantom. I've actually heard a lot of the like Phantom. Uh, there was Sally Worth or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, that's so Sally she Worth was like a yeah. detective, you know, and like. uh I, I, I remember like listening to, ah, it's weird because it's from Opie and Anthony, but it has nothing to do with their show or anything. But his brother's a cartoonist. One of their brothers is a cartoonist. And like he's rare, fairly successful at like getting in newspapers around their city and stuff like that. And like he, he's, I guess, pretty good, but he started looking into like what it takes. To get to be able to be in the newspaper funny section. And they were like, it's just, you can't get in there because the ones that are there are the ones that are there. And they yeah, aren't going anywhere. Nobody's giving up a spot. And they're going to add to the section. Their shelf space. Yeah. It's all taken. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And it's like just people that have been doing comics for 75 years is the thing. <laughs> it's like, the old reliables. how fucking Ziggy need to go on? Yeah. I mean, but you know, it should be there for people like us is, you know, kids aren't going to remember. They're not going to go like, I'd love to pick up a paper and read some Sherman's Lagoon. Like I would. You really? Oh God. That shit was like, I bet you they got rid of the funny pages in the dispatch now. Cause it's now it's just a little 40 paper. It's just a little, uh, it's like square. Yeah, I mean, it's all online. I mean, you can absolutely just, uh, I mean, I don't know. You can just find out what Sherman and the boys are up to. There's one a day. I mean, you can just go to webcomics and, you know, update once a day. That's just weird. It's just so funny to me to think like there can't be Beetle, anybody reading those. Beetle so. Bailey. Yeah. There can't be anybody reading Snuffy Smith, which was my Ooh. favorite comic as a Ooh, kid. What was the, um, there was a good comic too. What was the Viking one? That dude was funny. Oh, the yeah, Hagar the Horrible. Hagar the Horrible, yeah, yeah. that dude was good. Yeah. That yeah. motherfucker had some real problems. Yeah, Zitz was another one that I really enjoyed. I, I was funny pages. I did read them every single week and uh, um, loved them. But I read them every morning. Like, my, we got the newspaper every day. Oh, and I would just Sundays sit online. at lunch, at dinner, and I would just read them all. My dad would get mad if we read anything before him, though. So that was, like, always an issue. You had to wait for my dad to read his thing before. Like, he got Sports Illustrated in the mail. And he'd be like, none of you are allowed to open this until I've finished reading it. And it was always just, yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, there was different. Back then, it was different stuff. I mean, you know, if you were. Like, think about it, though. Like, dude, if we were grown back then, we could get away with anything we wanted. Like, yeah. you were just the ruler of the kingdom. And those kids, you could just treat like shit. Like, <laughs> I can. Like, I started watching that movie, uh, The Florida Project. You know it? Yeah. It's like some indie darling movie. And I had to turn it off because in, like, the first five minutes, there's, like, a bunch of six- and seven-year-olds that are spitting on a car. 
And then this woman comes out and just starts fucking cussing at them like crazy. And I just had to stop because it was like too much. It made me feel like I was like, I don't want to relive this. This makes me feel like when I was younger, because I haven't seen someone like cuss at a fucking seven year old in a very long time. Like, in a, I, not like you, you know, get the fuck out of here. Like, I haven't seen that. Like, our families are all so squishy and caring and kind and like different. But like then it was nobody was recording what was going on. You couldn't like, you know, you couldn't keep uh you really couldn't. I don't know. Parents just got away with saying like, you know, I'm going to read this magazine first. Right. There was no Twitter that you can you couldn't all get the Twitter. It was like, you're going to ruin this fucking Sports Illustrated. And and you also, can't touch it because I say so. I mean, for my dad and this is a guess. I don't know if this is true, but I, I do think that like my parents had this weird thing where they wanted to be like. Actually, we earn all the money, so we just I feel live that. by these rules. I get that. Seeing and these kids' Christmas lists, I feel the same way. I'm like, how about you earn a dollar before you ask for a dollar? Because, <laughs> like, my, I, I, well, that's been something that's come up on Teen Fight a few times and something that I would even address here is, like, there's, there is something about having teenagers and, like, I guess the human brain or maybe the way we were raised, but you do find yourself doing the thing, feeling the way that you think your parents did, where it's like, I ordered this Sports Illustrated, and I don't want any of this information to go into anybody's brain until it's gone into my brain. You yeah. know, I paid for this. This is mine. Right. Premium. You know? I pay a premium for that. Yeah. And it's like, the and, and again, it's like when I would walk by... It, it when about two years ago when I would walk by Gwen's room and she'd just be laying in bed on like an 80 degree day, beautiful day outside. You know, you could be out riding your bike. You'd be doing anything. I'd walk by and she was laying in her bed, looking at her phone and it would just fucking something in my brain would be like, tell her to go do something. Yeah. And it's like, I've, I've been able to stop doing that. Like I caught myself doing it, but it reminds me of all the times that like, I would be out late or, or out with my friends and doing something and I would come home and I would just sleep until like the time I sleep now. Yeah. And my parents would be at the door at 11 like, you are not sleeping. To, like just annoyed that I was going to sleep late. Right. You know? And it's like, why are you annoyed? I'm not in your hair. I'm in my room quietly. Yeah. <laughs> Go do some woodworking. Yeah. You can do fucking anything you want. They'd be like, you're not sleeping all day. And like, I had a lot of friends like that too. Like my parents would be like, my parents would that just is, tell us to go outside. See, yeah. And it was like, what do we do out there? I don't fucking care. Just go out there. That's the aspect, though, too. If you choose to micromanage your kid's life, you're going to be fucking angry all the time. Like, if you choose to, like, expect them to make the right decisions, you're just going to be pissed every fucking 60 seconds of your life. Yeah. Like, you just have to accept what they're doing. You can try to create something else, but, like, screaming them out of it or trying to force them into how you think sh things should be is a losing battle. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And All right, I mean, let, let's see who's on the line. Yeah, let's let's take some fucking calls. Thanks man. for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Howdy. Oh, hello. What's hey, up? this up, is you. <laughs> this is you. I though. did not expect to be the first person on. I need to pause my mind card. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Uh, we what? We're strong believers in uh, letting people pause their Mario Kart. I mean, <laughs> the Switch game or the, the the telephone game? Yeah, which what, how uh, you playing it? I'm on the Switch. I haven't done the telephone yet. Dude, smartphone. I've been getting in trouble because like you can do smartphone Mario Kart, and the mat the races are probably ninety seconds at the most, and so you're oh. like. 
I'm in the middle of like Hobby Lobby and my wife is like, come look at these picture frames and I'm like screaming and yelling because like someone just threw an ink on me, right? And I've got like one booster. And I'm just like, I'm on Rainbow Road and I'm just like, shh, 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 shh. One minute, one minute, one minute. Like I'm just, let me get this right. in. So who's this? Uh, this is uh, David Leon Hampton from Utah. I'm the guy who ate the hot dogs in that video. Oh, a hero! Hot dog man! And when a hero comes along <laughs> with, with the strength to carry on. Hey, can I ask you something? And this is something yeah, I haven't right, consulted right. Brett with. If uh, me and Brett sent you a celebration roast, would you eat it raw on camera? The whole thing? Dead end. Yeah, like I already got some ideas planned for the video. Okay. 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 Hey, get this get this written down, Brett. We gotta send him a uh celebration roast. I would love to see a video of him eating a whole celebration roast without cooking it. Yeah, I just wanna see like your <laughs> fists grab the whole thing and take a bite out of it like it's a beef jerky. For those that don't know, he did the foulest thing I think I've ever heard of. He bought vegetarian hot dogs, which first of all, gross. And then he ate a whole pack cold for us. Yeah, the light, light Life Dogs. Now, you did the boss thing, which you didn't bother, like, taking out one individual dog and taking a bite of it. You just took the full block of eight and just bit it like a sandwich. And Right. I'll right. just say this. That is actually what made the video because it seemed like something such a fucking maniac would do, actually. Because it was like you could have ate them one by one. And yeah, people would be impressed that you ate the whole pack, but I think people were shocked and horrified when they saw you take a bite out of six of them at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like if, if you do the math, like some of those bites are like one hot dog per bite. Yeah, really. it sounds right. And you washed it down with a cool, refreshing Mountain Dew, too, yeah. which I absolutely respect. Where, where are you based out of? Utah. Utah. Okay, so when we go to if we went to Salt Lake City and did a live show sometime this year, we could get you to come on stage and you would eat something raw. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> He's accepting bookings, folks. I love this. I I mean, I I see that hot dog video. I was so horrified by it. It was like I I didn't make it all the way through because I was horrified by eat the first bite made me feel like ill because those hot dogs are gross i love them too i'm actually on his side because my wife won't eat them and there's a place at, literally at the end of our street that sells them and i have to sneak away like i'm always advocating to get those fucking things and you know a lot of people say oh the veggie hot dogs taste horrible but i think all hot dogs taste horrible and that's a part of it so i feel like they belong alongside the regular hot dog and that people you know talk shit on them but for me, they're absolutely fine. I would I wouldn't mind eating a couple cold ones right now. So I have a I have a question. How old are you? I am twenty four years old. Did it fuck your guts up? You're still young, so maybe it didn't. It it's didn't. nourishment. It didn't fuck your guts up? That's, oh, to that's be lean that's lean plant protein. Oh, to be twenty four again. Cause if I ate any oh, any bag pack a whole pack of any kind of hot dog i would i would actually uh feel uh it would fuck my guts up for sure the impossible whopper fucks my guts up 
I think it but, fucks um, everybody's guts up and nobody wants to admit it because it kind of tastes the same and it but it it like it sits in your stomach like a fucking log. You you right. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I always get like something fermented on top of them like a sauerkraut or a kimchi or something. So, that helps along the process for me. That's my hot dog uh, get down. I mean, I do like them preferably covered in a lot of crazy toppings, but at the end of the day, cold pack of hot dogs, nothing beats it. So, yeah. Salute to you. You found your way. You found your way so totally like, I want to tell you, I've thought about you a lot this week. Like, it's just like this dude <laughs> ate these hot dogs because we mentioned it and it's incredible because it sounds it's vile. A Christmas miracle. It's absolutely incredible what you did, sir. To take a Is bite out of those hot do, dogs. Would you eat another raw hot? Would you? Would if you went and bought hot dogs now? Would you come in if you got real hungry and just eat one, one of them? Like just roll that, it. That's um, right. I that's that's actually how I eat them most often. <sighs> those white white dogs. Yeah. Like I get I get other veggie dogs. And rather like way better, like still real like way better. And like I'll I'll take the time to cook those, but like those white life dogs, like they scratch a certain itch. Yeah. And like if I may, like going back to like people talking about them being gross. I used to work in a meat department and yeah, it was while I was vegan, but like I would make like around a hundred pounds of sausage a day. And so I don't want to hear shit from meat eaters about our hot dogs being gross. Just gonna put that out there because I've made y'all sausage and it's not pretty. Yeah, they're gross too. Well, it's not good looking, but it doesn't taste bad. That's the thing about our sausage, the meat people sausage. It tastes super good, and it has. Well, wait, you can't compare hot dog. We're used to. You can't compare hot dog to sausage. That's true. That's true. But That's meat true. hot dogs can be good. Like there are like those Vienna boys that they serve at Dirty Franks are actually good hot dogs. I enjoy those. But like the the plant-based ones always have like another taste that makes it off. You know? That's right. what I don't like about right. it. You know uh you know the uh Pongzai fat boy? Hey bay Pongzai, the uh Twitter guy that does all the beer tricks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm friends with him on Facebook. Yeah, what if you could do that with like hot dogs? Like if you could, if you could take a whole, whole hot dog and just like swallow it whole without taking a bite or something, and just do like a whole pack of those things, that'd be pretty fucking impressive. Just do a hot dog, eat one hot dog, or no, you like hang them up and you just yeah you you yeah if you ate them all at one time and the other thing swallow them whole. I want yeah, to see someone well, swallow a hot dog whole. I don't think you can do that because then it just maybe it would just come out like a. Uh, <laughs> turd their stomach acid yeah well over here thinking about pooping hot dogs yeah. all right well thanks for calling in hot dog man we appreciate it we love you <laughs> that's absurd and we'll get we'll try to get you a field roast message one of the uh social media accounts for street fight and we'll get you a field roast absolutely cool sounds good thanks for having me on oh yeah, thank you, you for calling time. we appreciate it yeah. Night, I gotta do this out loud. Do you? Does it? Can you get me the uh, password for this Wi-Fi, or write it down somewhere? I need Wi-Fi password. 
But if uh, Brett doesn't, you can message it to me. Sure. If you have it. Okay. Yeah, I love Wi-Fi passwords. Um, Oh, what's Brett drinking? Oh, what's well, I, I wanted to say chat? that uh, Wi-Fi password is the name of my new DJ project that's coming out. Okay, send it to summer. me. Oh, I get. You know, I can get it on my phone. But yeah, what tonight we have uh, in my stomach? Shiner Holiday Cheer. It's from the deep in the heart of Texas. It's brewed with peaches and pecans. It's got that southern flavor. Um, I'm a big Shiner fan. Because I lived in Texas, and I love Ruby Redbird, I love the regular old, and the cheer is one of my favorite things this time of year. So, that's not an ad. Nice, no, nice. I would add, I would do advertisements for Shiner, I do love that fucking beer. Shiner beer, isn't, the, is that's a pretty big company though? Yeah, I mean they in Texas they are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're big. You know. Uh, so yeah, man, that raw hot dog video was incredible. Yeah, uh, I was a big fan of it. Chasing it with Mountain Dew is also like so funny. It was that that is a person who gets the street fight aesthetic more than anybody, right? Like that is just a uh, that was a top notch video, and it was something that me and Brett both loved. Yeah, so, it was perfect. Um, that was fun. That, that was good. Anybody else wants to eat something weird, I will definitely take a look at it. Yeah. I mean, don't do it just for me. Don't do an egg salad sandwich. That'll make him puke. Don't. Don't. You know what would be the grossest thing in the world? Now people are going to do it. If I say this out loud, people are going to do it. And I don't want to see it. But if somebody ate egg salad... And they, they just got on camera and they started to eat egg salad and they chewed it for a minute and they just went like that. Did that might make me actually throw Did up. Did a little bit yeah, of seafood. Do the seafood, I eat it sort yeah. of thing. That would probably make me actually chewed throw up, up. egg salad. All right. Well, I know what you're getting for Christmas. Let's chewed see up what's egg on salad. the next call. <laughs> just a box full of chewed up eggs out of this day up all night long eating, <laughs> making dozens of eggs and chewing them up and spitting them back into a box. That, I mean, if you want to like. Um, I did it. I, you know, one time I filled a box full of cranes and said it to my wife. So it's very similar. One day, if you ever want to like get actual candid video of me fucking gnarling out, that is the thing. Or like if, because I remember when we were younger, Jason would like show me his food sometime to gross me out. We was like really like grossing each other out as kids, and uh, he would eat deviled eggs. And yeah. Go, a seafood, and I would be like, this is fucking hideous. That's the worst. Yeah. It would make me so nervous. Yeah, that's rude. I mean, I don't think that's gonna happen. I mean, there's a lot of things. You know, when you're a kid, you also think that when you grow up, you're going to have to deal with, like, uh, quicksand a lot, you know? I don't. But <laughs> you think there's going to be tornadoes and there's going to be monsoons. You learn about all this stuff and you're like, well, I'm going to have to live through an earthquake someday. And then you don't actually understand that you live in Ohio and that's never going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Unless that's it's true. a fracking one. That's all true. right, let's we see. Do have fr oh, God, Brett, you gave me the wrong key. Fracking earthquakes? You I did the not. Wrong Wi-Fi key. The password. Yeah. That's all I got for my password. Oh no! Well, then you're. There's a space at the end of it. Maybe you got. Is delete, there a space? At delete the, end the of space. It? I copy and pasted a space, folks. This is just this is subliminal advertising to let you for know that we're we're just like you and we don't know how to use computers. Uh, let's see who's on the phone next. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey guys. Howdy doody. Uh, this is uh, Justin uh, Lafayette. Um, I'm 
congressional candidate for Texas 20th district. Oh shit. And a frequent watcher of your show. Oh really? You watch the stream? Don't, don't let them know that. You will not get into yeah, any sort a, of that's, government shit. Dude. That's yeah. not the way to get elected. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that yeah. right now. Not not if you're if you're going for the working class vote. Okay, maybe there are okay. some service workers and whatnot that uh are you wow or spectrum, Brett? I'm wow. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Uh but um, yeah, I, I mean if you wanna connect with our fans, that is we like that. But like I'm gonna tell you right now. If they ever play this interview, they're also going to put it with something horrible, like with chance of kill Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I'm talking about burning the flag. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not that bad. I mean, I've talked about doing that all the time. Okay, right. so you're so saying you're good to go. All right, all right. Which no, makes I mean, me the vet no, you. When, when you're calling for like abolishing the cia it's like whatever you know are you doing that me. what so you're oh, going yeah. for state representative no for federal congress oh really and where is yes. this did you say I, texas why did i think you said texas you did yes it is texas and where at uh texas, san antonio San Antonio. What is what are you running as yep. a Democrat or is the DSA behind you or anything? Um some of the people in the DSA are behind me. There's a big whole complicated story as far as getting endorsement. Um basically they said not yet. But um as far as running as a Democrat, yes, I am I'm running as a Democrat in a heavily gerrymandered Democratic district. Uh, against a uh, unpopular uh, uh, milk toast uh, liberal, who twin brother also happens to be running for uh, president. Okay. Okay. So yeah, who are you? Um, so so, well, I'm sorry. Who's your opponent? Uh, Joaquin Castro. Oh shit! It's Castro. It's my dude. So, yeah. what is his? Uh, what uh, you know? I can't. You can't get a lot of him on uh, CNN or on on the screen caps or anything. What kind of politics is he uh, into? Um, not really a whole lot of anything. That's the thing. Is like he really just sits in the seat and soaks up donor money, and that's what he's been doing pretty much his entire career, from what I can tell. Okay. Okay. But, Smart. Um, so, Smart like, move. he he and his brother uh, have been like local politicians for the past like fifteen to twenty years um, since they they were in the uh, Clinton administration uh, as like college level like interns whatnot, um, and so one was a state congressman for a while, Joaquin, and his brother was mayor. And uh, both of them are uh, big uh, sellouts to developers, so they aren't exactly the most popular anymore. Yeah, is anybody not like a sellout to developers now? <laughs> like sometimes... Oh, I yeah, I mean, it, of course, they've been a Democrat since, you know, been involved in the Democratic Party leadership since, you know, 
the Clinton era, so of course they are. But yeah, yeah, it seems why, like which is why I'm running against them. So yeah, that's great though. I I, I really to me it's like uh, I'd love to see people get on the ballot. So what are some of the things you're doing? What what's some of your platform that uh, you think the people locally can get behind? Um, well, I mean, of course, immigration is is a huge issue here in San Antonio. Um, they're like they've been trying to get a uh, local church has been trying to bring in. Uh, I can't remember the exact name of the company uh, that to house one of the child detention centers because the church is broke and. Uh, the company offered them like $3 million to let them use their, their property to house child, you know, uh, refugees. And so they've been fighting that. I mean, of course, ice, ice is a huge issue here in San Antonio just because there's a lot of, uh, undocumented, uh, immigrants here. Uh, so, I mean, that's a huge one. Uh, housing is a big one. Uh, San Antonio is now like one, uh, the most segregated city in the U.S. And it is also, uh, now leading the country in, uh, eviction, uh, for like apartments and stuff. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, you know, that, uh, it, being in Texas, there's all of the issues as far as workers' rights. Uh, oh, yeah. The city, uh, a bunch of the, the cities, San Antonio, Austin, uh, Dallas, Houston, have all been trying to pass um, uh, paid sick leave ordinances because, of course, fuck the, the state. Uh, it's controlled by, you know, assholes like Abbott, uh, who hate anybody who isn't rich. Um, so they they won't do anything. In fact, they're you know actively fighting it uh, whenever they can. And uh, the local one here was supposed to go into effect December first, but the judge that was involved in in the uh, lawsuit for from the business community against the city for it uh, put a hold on it. So it got delayed again. Uh, it was originally supposed to go into effect in August 1st. But our business community is awful and controls everything in terms of politics because all of our city council people spend tons of time with these like 14 different chamber of commerces that we have. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what can people do to help you out with uh, running? Um, as far as help with the campaign, um, you know, I, I'm on Twitter as, uh, Justin TX underscore 20 and, uh, you know, help, you know, signal boost, add me. Um, that's, you know, where I just get online and shit post at, you know, people like Pelosi about how, you know, we need to lock them all up and, you know. Trump and Giuliani and who, whoever, because they all they all belong in jail. Fuck yeah, all of them. Yeah, I like uh, to lock them up. Chant at these at these events. Uh, yeah. I yes, bipartisan, all bipartisan. Lock them all up. 
they're all criminals. Yeah, that's Anybody a good one. In office, everybody who's been in office at the national level for more than like eight years is probably a fucking criminal. Yeah, and, and then even some of them eight years ass motherfuckers too. You know they're bad. Yeah, and uh, hopefully someday yeah, we can throw yeah. you in jail for yeah, uh, being well, a politician my as well. Yeah. If if I live long enough to become the villain. <laughs> well, we hope to get you on your your journey, you know, on the right thank start. You, thank you. So if you're in um, Texas. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And also, uh, my website is justintx20.com. Uh, I have a donate thing on there. That's another uh, big one. That's the two things right now that, that really, if anybody, you know, is interested in helping is, signal boosting and donating. Uh, now that I'm officially going to be on the ballot, uh, I've submitted all the, uh, the signatures, which I spent all of November collecting. Uh, uh, yeah, now it's just trying to advertise and, you know, get my name out there. Nice. All so, right. Yeah, go to go to the website here. It looks like we got a, a person. I mean, if you're listening to Street Fight and you're running for office. And you're willing I to throw yourself in jail. Yeah, and you're willing to throw. Because that's true. When me and Brett become millionaires, we know you guys are going to throw us in jail. Yeah, we'll go to jail for yeah, it. Yeah, we're yeah, fine. I expect to go to jail for I mean, it. Whatever. Absolutely. I mean, if it well, <laughs> if it comes down to like if we become millionaires, we have to give y'all five hundred thousand dollars to spread beneath your between yourself. We might do that even, you know. If me and you got to keep two fifty, yeah, right, yeah. So like, if we made a million dollars, we would give our fans. We would split up five hundred thousand dollars to our fans. I would get two fifty, and Brett would get two fifty, and we would be very happy people. Well, we got to make the business run though. Yeah, we give the business nothing. Okay. Because I made $250,000, I don't have to work anymore. That's true. <laughs> we don't need you the know? jobs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we don't even need jobs. Then we're not guilty. We don't even have, we're not even, yeah. Okay. You truly can make something out of 20. I, so late this week, there's a thing going on. And if we were, if, if me and Brett were the types that would do something like this, I would 100% do it. But a legendary rock venue in town where I saw a lot of concerts when I was a kid. And where also where Dimebag Daryl got shot uh, is for sale. Yeah. For $1.2 million. It's seven acres. So, like, we could probably, we would even, like, in a couple years, probably be able to just cash out on that motherfucker and make a shitload of money. But it's like, I want to raise. Turn it into a leftist rock venue. Yeah. yeah. Well, even just a compound, basically. You could turn oh, something yeah, like that yeah, into a, a fucking compound and people could, could just. And get this, dude. It's like five minutes from downtown. It's like five, ten minutes from downtown. So it's not even like we we it's could right live off my, the land. Yeah, right it's by right by house. Brett's house. It would be fucking incredible, man. <laughs> and just to have that place, because what they're going to do is they're going to tear it down, right? And then they're going to build uh, luxury condos. And they've already torn down every single um, concert hall that has meant anything in this city, yeah. except for the one, right? Except for the Newport. Which they try to tear down every, I don't know, uh, five years. They're like, we're going to put a CVS there. And, um, you know, the guy, the, a guy does own it now. But like, it's just, uh, it sucks seeing those places go down because they wouldn't do that. You know, they don't do that to like legendary boomer rock venues. You know what I mean? If there's like a place. 
Yeah, Where, like, like uh, uh, I guess they do because they close down on amphitheaters I too. Mean, they close everything down. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like you know. It's a matter of just that's the way that time works. Like things come to an end, and uh, some things were important at one point in time, but no longer relevant. There's new spots, and that's why we are starting a Kickstarter to buy the Al Rosa Villa it would to be create something. a new chapter in the book for the Al Rosa and Hard and Rock in our community. We would, we would keep the name the Al Rosa Villa too. By the way, we wouldn't oh, yeah. change that. No, never. We would just change the sign to be red and black, and probably put a say Street Fight Radio on it or something. And then we the bit we would totally leave the big rock. For dime bag, yeah, and but chances expand, are expand. Yeah, I I want so this is my plan, and like I want a reflecting pond that's shaped like a flying V guitar. Okay, and I want to play Hell Yeah, which was the band he was there with at the time when he got killed. I want to play it very quietly though, so you can like sit and contemplate and hear Hell Yeah. Oh, Hell Yeah's in the background. <laughs> Hell Yeah's just playing in the background, man. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, for us, it would get us a lot of credibility with, like, uh, drywall hangers in this town and, like, you know, steel-toed boot-wearing people where they would probably hate us for, like, our beliefs, but like, <laughs> we would do such a good job respecting Dimebag Daryl that they would have to, like, give it up for us, right? Could you they imagine would... people having to come and tell us, like, look, okay, uh... I don't like these goddamn politics, and I, I don't like this damn politically correct stuff. But uh, I gotta respect you because you 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 did dime bag right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I you, like that. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's part of our infection. That's part of our propaganda campaign. Yeah, we would get so much uh, credit. They would like, and if we got the Alrosa. Whenever they, oh, I'm if sorry, it was Damage time. Plan was the band. We would have to play Damage Plan really quietly. Gotcha. Because that was the band. But, like, I had this, I've had this whole idea forever. I thought they should have put a bronze statue out there. Yeah. Anyway, from the very beginning. They just got a big rock Today out there. Today says anniversary, right? Yeah. They just got a big rock out there that says R.I.P. Dime. R.I.P. Dime band. And it's like, man, you can't do that. So, uh, I want to buy that place. So bad. If, That's you, like if, a dream. It does feel like synchronicity to me. I know that we're looking for a place. This is the 15th anniversary of it. We need a place, and the Al Rosa is available. Yeah. Do you imagine the What's concerts? the mortgage on a $1.2 million place, I wonder? <laughs> <laughs> Brett, like, getting ready to bid. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, thanks for calling. Thanks for running for office if yeah. you think you can help us with get, yeah. wrestle this way this shit away from the developers we would really like appreciate yeah, that if, too i mean if that if, oh yeah what if the political stuff doesn't yeah no yeah sorry go ahead screw the developers screw the developers i mean that that's one of our biggest issues here in san antonio is just like the lack of any real good like leftist spaces yeah so, yeah, yeah that's what we want i know what you're feeling yeah, it's just like because I know the developers are gonna buy it and call it some and and like call it something like Daryl Acres or something like that. Like there will be some, <laughs> some like there will be some nod to like what used to be there, you know? Yeah, or oh, there yeah. would be like oh, yeah. Metal Street or like the streets would be named after like 
hard rock bands, but not the right ones for who played there. Because, like, the bands that played there were, like, Boba Flex. Yeah. And stuff. And Mushroom Head and Dope and stuff. It wasn't, like, fucking... Well, you saw Corn there, right? Jimi Hendrix way. Yeah, I saw Corn there. Corn could be on... Limp Biscuit. We've seen Limp Biscuit there. Yeah. They, but hey, it, it... Hey, I mean, Dope is pretty good, though. I mean, you know... Yeah, Hendrix is great, and you gotta respect the classics. But I mean, there's there's some more recent bands that are all you know good and deserve deserve respect. Yeah, we still have I mean, opinions I guess I would say this. Uh, you know, I'm I I I don't want to be a bummer or anything, but uh, it's going to be. Uh, probably if they name the roads after, if they name the roads after metal bands, it, they're probably not naming it Dope Street. <laughs> no, Nobody it's... wants to like name something Dope Street. I, I do, yeah. It's a good yeah. idea. Hey, how would you say it? Hey, it's, uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> it's 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 gonna be something that's like uh, Peter Criss Cross or something like that. <laughs> 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 something you know, Peter Corn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. But Neil they Bet- will Neil do Betancourt way. Yes, yes, they will do that though. Neil Young Boulevard, just like they're Neither. trying to do the right thing, but they're also doing like the wrong kind of music, you know. So, yeah, well, who knows? I mean, yeah, unless yeah. we get it, unless we get to do it, I mean, it's not going to happen. So, okay, look up I mean, the more. I think that like quit this congressional bullshit. We want you up here so that we can make like a b- black tooth grin pond that people <laughs> can like dip a cup into and get like a you know one a person, but like it'll just be a communal black tooth grin like barrel that people can drink from. <laughs> Well, right, I, I would be totally. I'm totally down to move back up to the Midwest if I if I don't, see all these politicians can be bought, just like I've always said. Yeah, they'll come and do that. That's like more. Well, I, I I'm a Michigan native, so like, oh, I I'm always down to return home. Okay, well, we appreciate it, and thank you for calling in, uh, Justin. I, and we support your uh, candidacy. You know, and I unless you, know, you turn racist in the middle of the candidate, right. and we don't, well, we won't like it. But we know that you understand. And when we dismantle, you'll if we dismantle your office, you'll absolutely join us. So we respect that. We yeah, have that's to what I kind of think. But, is if we can end like the offices, then we'll just have the people come in. And, any uh, anybody that puts their, anybody that puts their hands up and just says, "Hey, I'm not tied to." this thing okay like i can be persuaded like i'm in i'm fine with it you know it's what we've always said about like isis or whatever coming over and taking <laughs> over it's like i I guess i'm a chinese now or i'm a i'm gonna join isis I'm muslim I mean, whatever no i don't drink at all just in the privacy of my own home by myself where <laughs> yeah. no one can see i'm nor i'm i'm north korean i don't whatever, <laughs> yeah, you know whatever you need i mean hey 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 i wasn't i wasn't <laughs> i wasn't rah rah patriot about any of this <laughs> no. i'm ready to adopt all of your customs i'm Flexible. Okay. I hate Christmas. Fuck it. Go shoot it out the window. All well, of it. I, lo- I want to do Greek Easter now. Oh yeah. I, I mean, one of the 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 first things that I want to propose is just abolish the states because they're all dumb. All right. All states are dumb. Well, that's a good start. So yeah. Like Texas, we'll, we'll go in all in on this. Hell yeah. Yeah, Perfect. just go for it. The state is done, and we're abolishing the police and ICE and um. What else other than police and ICE? Yeah, just CIA, FBI. Yeah, Breaking Benjamin. 
You want to get dissolute, dissolve them too? <laughs> dissolve them and send them well, to other bands. Thank you, Justin. We appreciate <laughs> it, and we hope that someday this is uh, used in an attack ad against you. We wish you the best and uh, good luck. Peace. Isn't that now. funny though? What? Um, is it like to think about like I don't remember what I was saying. Breaking man. Benjamin. Breaking Benjamin. Like if we could go through and you take could, all the bands we don't like and be like, just you have the power to break them up. I don't want to throw you guys in jail or nothing. I just before we go to this corn concert, I'd like to see you guys break up and like cancel your part on the tour, so we don't have to see Breaking Benjamin opening for corn. Oh, I thought you meant like just uh, as part of like cultural Marxism that we like make Five Finger Death Punch stop like performing. Yeah, together. yeah, yeah, yeah. Madison Rising has. We, to quit and tell them they can do other bands yeah no you can reformat except for the singer because the singer is always going to do the capitalism yeah right like the singer is the guy with the voice it's like maybe if we can tell them like you can only do songs like a weird al type style thing from now on that's it because people are tired of this you're sorry you've been reassigned by the government you can't do hard rock you do weird al stuff now (laughs) you can do hard rock there's no funny metal bands I mean, all metal bands are funny, but there's no metal bands where you're like, this is funny. You Ghost, know, like, right? That is, band goes. Do they say funny shit? No, no. It's just like really hilarious when you hear them versus what you see. <laughs> like when you see them, you expect something way different than like a spooky skeleton Halloween CD. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost. Uh, I mean, I just, no. I, like, there's no bands that do, I, I saw a document, uh, by the way, and now I'm off on a tangent about this documentary I saw on uh, iTunes that I, like, want to review now on the show, and it's called How Rock Turned Into Metal, and everybody that they interviewed was, like, D. Snyder, uh, a guy that was in, like, another hair, oh, the the guy from the new hair band, the Steel Panther, Oh, um, yeah. It had like, and it was all just hair metal stuff. And it's like, come on, you know? There's you, something else. Yeah, there's so much more metal that, like, every time the mainstream press does anything about metal, the only people you ever get to see on it is D. Snyder, Scott Ian from Anthrax, Ozzy Osbourne. And uh, maybe, like, the come on, feel the noise guys or something like that. But it's just not, like, it's so frustrating to me that, like, there is no documentation of the new metal era. No, no, uh, just that is, like, all left up to us to do, basically. Like, nobody's covering it, you know? <laughs> and it's like, there were people with cameras everywhere Corn and Limp Biscuit went. There, yeah. It wasn't like they weren't on camera all no the one, fucking time. Right, no, it, it is still a matter of, like, people already don't want to admit that it was popular or it was a thing. And maybe it wasn't for a lot of them, but it was the driving hard rock at the time. Like, you're ignoring a very huge chunk of history. I think so. I think when... Cause They're when, just skirting around it. It's the same thing, like, how people... So, the two, two of the podcasts I do that I get, like, a lot of responses from are the POD cast and Shocktober, right? And it's like, people just want to hear stuff about stuff that isn't being covered anywhere you know where it's just like why aren't fucking people talking about the influence that shock jocks had why aren't people talking about but that one i understand because like but there's just a weird thing but but, me and you talk about it all the time when it comes to nostalgia and that you you think that like 
Ooh, we're getting back into our kid stuff. Let's talk about Fantastic Max. Let's talk about Dino Saucers, right? Let's talk about, uh, you know, the, the fucking, uh, the Wuzzles. Yeah. And nobody is like nostalgic for that the stuff. Jump. It's, it's like one or two Hasbro or Mattel owned nostalgic pieces. We aren't truly nostalgic. We aren't like thinking, like, we aren't like, uh, pining for like something different. It's just like whatever is, fed to us yeah because it was like i wasn't pining for like a transformers movie and i would have been happy to see a gobots movie too although did y'all hear what happened i'm gonna tell you something and look i don't know if it's gonna blow your mind but uh i think that you guys are gonna hearing this was crazy so this weekend in the theater a movie was released called the playmobile movie which is really the ex- <laughs> in theaters. I bet the tickets cost extra because those Playmobiles are extra. This was you do. You had to go to specialty toy stores to see Playboy Play Playmobile to get the toys. I have to imagine that the movie they are tacking on something extra. Like what? What? I thought they were the generic version of Legos. They're the more artsy version of Legos. Playmobiles are like forty, fifty. People are spending two and three hundred dollars on those Playmobile sets. So it's for people that think they're European. What? It's for like Americans that think that their children are going to like get a better education instead of like the stupid shiny Legos. Oh, it is kind of expensive. I see, but they do sell it at Walmart. And it's like it's like everybody's smooth, and there's like no like uh, curvaceousness to any of it. And like yeah, Playbo- Playmobil. I keep saying Playboy, <laughs> but Playmobil to me was only for like you know. That, that is like an elite level toy. Those things will make you bankrupt. So well, I worked at a toy store and the parents that came in were all driving like, you know, uh, fucking German SUVs and shit. So like, oh, hello. <laughs> well, no, they're just like, they want to waste the most. They have so much money that they're like, well, the Legos are 25, but this Playmobil is 40. It's probably more educational. You're probably paying $15 no more licenses. for the educationalist. Also, no license. Yeah. Made it's of wood. License. Made of wood also in the early days, because raising my kid, we did the anti-BPH plastic shit. But way back in the day, Playmobil was like wood shit, too. Okay. So any, anyway, uh, this movie cost the Playmobil movie. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I know we should go Who see wants to it. See these smooth ass fucking people <laughs> doing this shit. We should go see it. But the movie cost seventy five million dollars to make, and they made twelve point five million dollars. Like nobody fucking saw the Playmobil movie. So this is some like ho- oh my goodness gracious! I'm looking at the the poster. This is some crazy, like it's crazy. <laughs> why'd they do the Lego movie? Is that's what, what I want to know? That's yeah, why? Though? It has. To, it's wild to me because, like, at this point, if one of your underlings comes to you and says, "Hey, we should copy this other wildly successful brand and do what they're doing," it's not fucking gonna work. No, Playmobil I, is never gonna be as big as Legos, you know, no matter what they do. Clorox now is doing Will It Clog, which is off of that blender thing, Will It Blend? Yeah. Now they're like, they're putting 4,000 gummy bears into a toilet to oh, show that like Clorox can unclog it. But like, it's a copycat campaign. Like, we've already seen this before. <laughs> we've seen little tiny plastic figures animated. Yeah, and there's no licensing. So it's like the which is good. That's why that is also is. why the book smart people like it. That's why people, you know, <laughs> Batman ain't gonna show up or right? like Kylo Ren. There's or not something. gonna be a princess that has to be saved or any sort of themes that they're not in. But didn't you think that we all liked like uh, 
One of the things about the Lego movie, and now this is going to sound very childish to some of you, but I think one of the main things about the Lego movie or a movie like Wreck-It Ralph is that you got to see a lot of that intellectual property together in the same thing, right? So, like, you got to see, like, oh, look, the Jurassic Park dinosaurs are over here, like, with Batman, or something, you know? I don't think that any of that's in a movie, but it was just, like, one of those things where, like, back when I was a kid, my favorite shit, and this is, this, I, I've probably said this on the air a million times. So, at the end of all of our live shows that have people on them, we like to bring everybody up on the stage and, like, riff with them and shit. And the reason we do that, I mean, I, Brett, I, I, I mean, this is the reason I think we should do it. Is like my reasoning behind it is when I was a kid, anytime I turned on the TV and somebody from one show was on another fucking show, I was so excited to see those two worlds mix up with each other. And like, it was like there used to be a night on Thursdays where they would fucking show all the regular shows, but mix the characters up and put them in different shows. And man, that was just my favorite. Or when G.I. Joe had to work with Cobra. Or when G.I. Joe was in, they were talking about making the G.I. Joe Transformers crossover movies and shit. And the critic was on The Simpsons. The critic on The Simpsons, (laughs) The Simpsons on uh, Family Guy. Like that whole kind of thing made me happy. And that's why we do it. And Playmobil is just a bunch of like generic things that they made. Guys, yeah, like spy. It is. You're right. Night vacation guy. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's worthless toys. Yeah, it's still yeah. just toys. And so without like without like the poison of like a Batman or something to hook people in, it's just not. You know, that is you know, like you have to control people with their their licenses, their franchises. You can't just have a bunch of wooden dolls pretend to be people <laughs> and make a movie out of it and expect anyone to be into it. I mean, I am very, very fucking curious. I, I'm actually very curious about like uh, if this movie was actually I like one of the reasons I would watch this is because I want to know if it was actually taken seriously or if it's as cynical as it comes off when you see the poster. It has to be. I mean, it's somebody that was required to do something to make a splash at Playmobil, right? (laughs) And they're going to get like, they probably will get sent out the door, but they'll have like a severance package and they'll go somewhere else and they'll pick a big idea and they'll get another severance package and they'll go somewhere else, you know? (laughs) I mean... This Playmobil shit is kind of actually cool because, like, I'm looking at... I don't don't like... I hate franchises. I support a Playmobil universe without any sort of branding, no Dr. Pepper logos on any of the pop, no fucking anything on anything, no NASA logos on the astronauts. We're talking about backyard astronauts in the Playmobil universe, right? (laughs) There's... It's none of the real astronauts. No, none of the real real. nothing. None of it. it. No poisoned outsider. This is imagination. This isn't like our shit-ass world put on your toys. How great would it be, though, if me and Brett went to the movies to see the Playmobil oh, movie God. with Charlotte. Like we just oh, Charlotte, we just have her sit between us and watch. We just the record movie. her we should just record her reaction. And then keep saying, Do you like this? this what good? do you think of this? Yeah. Hey, is that cool? Like, 
the shitty fucking movie. So yeah, I it's, just it's, wonder if it's cynical like the stuff I grew up watching. When like what uh, best example is how cynical the Garbage Pail Kids movies was, right? Like it was like you could or no, that wasn't cynical. That the, took a lot of time, that and caring, love, and attention. I agree. Uh, Masters of the Universe. That was cynical. That was like the most cynical. Or Mario Brothers. Yes. Where it's like these cynical things where it was like, I will put the name of it on the movie. We can make whatever we want. Yeah. And then it'll just be whatever and they don't care. They're a bunch of fucking kids anyway. Yeah. You know, and they'll like it. We got some people that have been waiting for a while. We are doing a call in show. So let's see who's up next here. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up? This is uh, Dan Frankus uh, on Twitter. What's Good. up, Dan? Yourself? I almost call you Frangus there, but I figured since you told us your real name, we should call you by that. <laughs> Can we call you Dangus? Isn't it weird when you say your Twitter name out loud? Yeah. Mine is too. Yeah, I mean, pr- yeah, I mean, that started as like a funny way to type penis, so. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear? So, uh, this is a real quick little thing. I was at Kroger the other night, and there was like some people around and stuff. And this guy is super nice; was super nice to me. And he said, "Hey, murder Brian," and he like shook my hand. And I was like, "If anybody else heard that, heard him walk up to a guy that's a dad with a kid that looks completely fucking normal, murder Brian," you know they were like trying to figure out what that was supposed yeah, to mean. Yeah. Like, is he the leader Did of I the bike, that, right? biker gang? Did he say Matthew? Did he say Matthew Brian? <laughs> <laughs> They've had it happen a few times where the person says, hey, murder Brian, and in front of other people, and I'm like, what do they think I am? Like, what could I possibly be? I start thinking, like, what, like, other than, like, a f- world-famous hacker? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's maybe lofty. Maybe it's, like, drug, drug activity in the Kroger. They're calling the police to report it. That might be true. What, I mean, what, like, what would your guess be... If you saw this happen, murder right? Brian. Some guy walks hey, up murder to a Brian. guy and says, I love your stuff. Murder Brian. I think you're really great. I would just think he kills it. I would just think you were like <laughs> some guy that tried to come with a different name for like killer Brian. Just an influencer. I'm not, I just like one of those influencers that like really turns people onto the good stuff. Maybe. Maybe murder like a SoundCloud rapper. Well, I mean, you yeah, kill it like you murder, true. like you murder shit. You murder yeah. anything that you do. You fucking murder it. You okay. do it well. You're murder Brian. Okay. Like, you know, that's just dead in the dirt. <laughs> like it sounds also like a nine line apparel guy name though too. Like maybe they think yeah. I'm like a conservative vlogger. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you do look. I do. I got all the vibes. You could, you, could be, you could be a conservative blogger too. Yeah. Uh, so, so what's going on tonight, Dan? Uh, I just wanted to tell a quick work story. Cool. Um, that uh, it's uh, it's about like dumb guy CEO mindset. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so this happened a, a few years ago now, but uh, I'm in a job where if there's an injury at work. Um, I have to kind of like go talk to the person that got injured and find out what happened and all that. So, uh, so I got called to the medical office saying, Hey, there's an injury. Come, you know, talk to him, find out what happened. Um, and I go in and, uh, there's a woman probably about 60 and, uh, she holds up her hand and it's all black and blue. And I was like, Oh my God, what happened? And she said, uh, it was a handshake. And, uh, and we had a handshake, like 
And uh, and that's not like a unique name for some of the equipment that you have there. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Like, and uh, we had some laboratories there. So I was like, oh, did someone like shake your hand with their gloves on? Like they still had chemicals on there or something? And she said, "Uh, no, it was uh, Mr. Johnson. And that's not his real name, but he was the CEO at the time. He sounds like a Johnson Um, so far. Yeah. So it turns out what happened was um, we had just renovated uh, one of the office buildings. And he had come down to, like, tour the new office area and uh, was going around saying hi to people. And she came up and said, hey, Mr. Johnson, my name is so-and-so. I I work here. And he shook her hand. And he did it so hard that he, like, broke blood vessels in her hand. And it got all bruised. He squeezed her hand that fucking hard. Some guys do that though, dude. I I shake hands after shows sometimes where I'll be like, that guy kind of hurt me there. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, this this guy, like, yeah, he was shaking her hand like he's trying to, you know, strong arm a business or something. But she, yeah, but you got to do the knuckle roll. That works for him. <laughs> if you can squeeze someone so hard that like you can the knuckle rolls back and forth, like didn't Macron pull that on Trump? Like then he absolutely crushed yeah he his crushed his hand. hand he fucking he really gave his hand to like a real good squeeze I don't know I, I like don't think it's aggressive either I think guys are so freaked out about the handshake that they just always are doing something stupid you know no, and we all I, mean, I also if you have a good relationship with somebody like I right but it, talk- it's a comfortability thing and when you're dealing with the public. If you're dealing with somebody and this is the first time you've ever shaken their hand, you shouldn't go for break their fucking bones <laughs> level. Like that's for your buddies. Like you do that to your buddies, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I let I can nobody else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know though, man. Like it just seems like when what I'm trying to say is when people first meet, when we're talking about people yes, who yes. don't know each other, I think, and and this is just for me. But it, especially, it probably has to come from one of those power guys, right? Like, you're saying this is a CEO guy, and he's coming in to work, and he probably wants everybody to be, like, to know he's the the guy, right? And he just is like, I have to shake this hand hard. Yeah. But he just goes too far, because it's probably when he shakes hands with more other those power guys... It's fucking like they're yeah. they're almost like trying to fight, you know? Well, yeah, it's intimidation. It really isn't. It's a matter of like saying, I'm aggressive. I will harm you physically. That's how I got here. That's what it's going to take to get my position. Yeah. Like those fuckers need to be sent out the door. Daniel, Daniel Plainview motherfuckers. Right? <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just, I'm not even like defending them or anything. I think their way of doing things is fucking stupid. You no, know? but it is customary. It is. I still meet a lot of old guys that I shake hands with that go so hard at it that I'm like, God fucking damn it. Wow. You yeah. really tried to sun me on that. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. And it man. wasn't necessary. Yeah. Job interviews a lot of times too, man. Would someone try to, yeah. Would someone, do, like, in a professional capacity, it's a domination thing, but even like privately when people do it, I think that's like extra. But you're, yeah, like a, a, a interview or something like that, people are just like, I'm going to go all out this time to let them know who I am, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And I think, I, I, I also, like I said, I think there is even like a certain kind of anxiety in the handshake because like, I just have heard so many adult men like 
agonizing over handshakes in my life. Like mm. that is like a common theme in radio and like talk radio and like comedy and just regular conversation. So, you're talking about going like that. That social interaction is one of the that's one of the ones with the most i think maybe gray area rules where it's like kind of left up to the people who are doing it and i think it does like when it comes down because i always like i'm the same way i don't want to like squeeze somebody's hand hard and it, it, and this is probably bad with me but like i don't want to be shaking their hand for a long time and like I'm I like I'm just like hey here and I shake and I'm kind of weak but I'm trying to like pull away as soon as possible you know it's like I'm more going in for like a stealthy we well, gotta do like, like like uh light fingers and then a guy I'll squeeze and I'm like god damn man for me it's it, for me honestly it's different with every single person um honestly Brian is so uncomfortable with it that I know not to try to greet him with any sort of touching or anything like that oh but uh, shake or other hug. people but it's like sometimes you gotta know whether you're going like a foregrip or like a reverse grip or if you're just gonna do like a bump or something but I think it's all related well, to how intimately you know the person and uh from the get-go if all you're you're doing is dominating people and like trying to show that you can crush them um you you should be like i don't know what do you have to do watch some you have like that's be person has to be excommunicated right yeah it's also if you make someone's hand yeah. black and blue you gotta like really quarantine that person and I, like tell them to take a step away and rethink how they're shaking fucking strangers right hands. don't shake hands just hey yeah, we're not like, gonna shake anymore do that to okay? your fucking dad so that way you can strike some fear in his heart but yeah for everybody else yeah. go a little bit lighter yeah because that's how yeah, i feel too like a grandma yeah not yeah. necessary yeah and that's yeah, how i, I mean, feel there's a lot of uh yeah there's a lot of masculinity tied up in that too like all every sitcom from like the, you know 80s and 90s it's like if they're you know if a if a guy has a weak handshake or whatever it's a big joke and uh, get the laugh line about how weak the handshake was or whatever well there is also a thing in pro wrestling and I, i've heard wrestlers like agonize over this but like you're supposed to give like a really light handshake. You don't, it's like supposed to intentionally be like, you're very light. And I think it's like something where it's like, we symbolize that we're going to work together and, and soft. But yeah. it's like, even then I've heard so many people be like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I should do the handshake, but I also don't know how to do the handshake. It's, it's just like, a, uh, it's it's a really weird thing like and you're right sitcoms really fucked us up on that sitcoms have fucked us up on a lot of things in the 90s indian yeah, you, food you is did. something that fucked us up in the 90s on on those things shaking hands because there's also this whole thing from like it seemed like all of pop culture and all the people on top of stuff for a number of years were like trying to end shaking hands because they're all afraid of the germs. So they were like, hey, when you come to me, do a fist bump. When you come to me, do the elbow bump. But I don't want to shake hands with people. So that is also a weird thing. I've told the story. My, my interview for the cable company, the guy went to shake my hands and I just waved at him. As he held his hand out, I waved like this and just walked out because I didn't want to shake hands because at the time I had convinced myself that shaking hands is gross. So 
I, I just think it's all of that stuff. You know, there, there's so much to like toxic, like toxic masculinity and, and like, uh, I get male culture that it like, there are a hundred fucking million things that you shouldn't do when you're a man. I you know? Know. <laughs> no, no, but it's a matter of communication with people. I think that like the uh, the the problem I have around it is I think that phone people are going to stop shaking hands with people, and it's something that is like totally related to how you know folks. Like if it's professional or it's goofy or whatever it is, like uh, handshaking is uh, still the shit. I, my, I my mean, stand, I like, hug. Here's my standard: is like reverse, then standard, and then you hook the fingers, and then you snap. That's like that's what I was taught from a young age, and that's what like I meet up with a lot of people that know that like standard way of doing things. So that's my normal handshake. Um, but for everybody else, it's just you know whatever they're into. Yeah, I hug. I adapt. Though. I'm fine with. I think I even like hugging. I, I'm a hug. I do hug. Uh, handshake. Every a- time I see the Chapo guys, it's not a handshake. It's always we all give each other a hug. You know, I like to do a handshake and then pull them in for the hug because it feels like ah, uh, it feels like ah, uh, I was just gonna shake your hand, but now I want a little bit of the meat. I want a little <laughs> bit of the action. Hey, let hey. me get some contact. Let me get a little bit more contact. Handshake ain't enough. I love. I I love yeah. the. I love like when you greet when you see somebody you haven't seen in a long time you give each other a hug i think it's cool man like it feels nice it's like it's like the the it's like sort of a physical way of saying like i i love hanging out with you i missed you i'm gonna give you a big and that's and then for the rest of us that is the connection but when your ceo comes to your job and in Crushes your hand. Yeah, they just send you to the hospital, like every other interaction you have with your boss. Yeah, that guy should be told. That guy should be told he's not allowed to shake hands anymore. Yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, put him in a straight jacket. No, just say straight jacket him for a little bit. For a little bit. (laughs) Okay, you can straight jacket him for a little bit. But my point is, just say, dude, you're not allowed to shake hands with the employees anymore. You break them. Yeah, that's a ridiculous yeah, so. thing to do. To to squeeze a person's hand so hard that it's black and blue is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you know that too is much. bad. Too much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and like you know, she only ended up needing first aid, which I was you know happy about, obviously. But part of me was disappointed that it didn't need a little more medical attention because if <laughs> it did, we would have had to write it on our log, like our injury log. Yeah, so. Our interlocks would have said like hand, hands crushed by CEO. You need to <laughs> you need to coach her for a lawsuit next time. Yeah, you need to be like, hey, doesn't this maybe See, we should just go to the hey, hospital? Hey, next time you stick your frail ass hand out there, why don't you let him like why don't you leave a scar or something for us that we can report? Do you do like yeah, doctors? Kind of him a look that makes them. I'm sorry. Feel threatened. <laughs> yeah, start to feel. Let him know that you think you're equals. Then he'll break the shit. To do let you, you know you're not. Do you do like nurse stuff? Is that like what you do? No, no. Oh, okay. I do like safety stuff, like occupational safety. Okay. Yeah, he's like doing employees. HR shit. Like he's just showed okay, up in a good. conference room with someone with a broken hand from the CEO and was supposed to supposed to figure it out. Yeah. Put some cooling aid yeah. on it or something. Well, I was just thinking. Uh, well, we can talk about. Uh, we can. We'll talk about it when we hang up. I, I think we like, got a full I, We need a nurse to call. Okay. A nurse. Yeah, the nurse. We do have a nurse. That's who she was with. But I have to do like the incident investigation, so I get called in too. That's nice. I wanted pushing. to ask about the Chipotle nurse. 
thing. Oh, yeah. I really want to well, talk about we have, that. We have a full queue. Okay, maybe we'll talk about that on Wednesday. All right, thanks for calling, buddy. We're, we're going to go. We, we got to empty this queue out, you know? I don't even know what All to right, do. thanks, guys. Have a good night. Peace. How, yeah, we got a full queue because I said we're going to fucking probably give a ham. That's such a, yeah, people are trying to get that ham. I think they are trying to get just, that ham. If, if, if Although, you're only calling in to get a ham, just get out of the queue and message me. I'll just give you the fucking ham. No, if you're <laughs> going to call in to get a ham, come and dazzle us. Please dazzle us. Don't do a bit. Ham for a song. To talk about. Ham or a celebration roast for a song. Yeah. make a, Give us something to talk about. You know what I'm saying? That is so fucked up, though. Honestly, that someone gets their hand broken like that in a handshake. Because, like, I mean, you just have to. You know how to lay it on thick. Like, what you said about the pro wrestlers is absolutely right. You're a super powerful, jacked up dude. And you go to shake somebody's hand. You cannot do the, the, you cannot lay it on, you know, you can greet them with like just palm to palm or you can act like a little, uh, fucking insecure peon and just squeeze the fucking life out of people to let them know that like you deserve to be the boss, which I mean, that's the problem with the world is that the person that is the most violent gets to be the fucking boss. Like the person that's squeezing the hands gets a million dollars. That's the best way to get a million fucking dollars in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. As far as the mathematics I've seen. All right. Let's see who's on the line. Thanks for calling street fight. Who the fuck are we talking to tonight? Oh, I didn't hit it on time. Get oh. in here, man. Come what time? Woman, come on. Non-binary person. Hey, what's up? Hey. Hey, it's Joey. Uh, I'm calling from Japan. Joe, oh, what's going on Joey in Japan? From Japan. How's we want to go to Japan so bad. I mean, not to do a live show, but I yeah. mean, if we did get there and you wanted us to like hang out and then say stuff no, like, we'll do we... a show for you, but you have to like sign some IRS documents for the United States to prove <laughs> that we actually did work while we were there. One one person. I bet we could get three people in Japan to come to a show. Probably. I could. I could get some. I could get some people. Yeah. Okay. That's all I need. We saw plane tickets to I Japan guys- for 500 bucks round trip, and uh, it's really killing me not to be going there. <laughs> that was a deal. That was a deal like a few years ago. I had a few friends come out and take advantage of that. But yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. I haven't seen that in a while. What? Ha- yeah, it happens from time to time. You just got to stay on your toes. That's how yeah. people get to Wrestle Kingdom. God, mm-hmm. what is our time called out here? Eastern Standard Time, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. just. This is wild. So I, it's, uh, How are things in Japan? It's around. It's good. Uh, it's around uh, almost one in the afternoon. So, I have Mondays off. So. Oh, that's Perfect wonderful. Calling, so. I wish it was one in the afternoon yeah. right now. How nice would that be if it was one in the afternoon? Oh, my goodness. I would feel so fancy free. I would just be getting My out. goodness. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, yeah, that sounds great. Well, I'm glad you called from the future because you gave me something to look forward to. Holy shit. Great. We've been yeah. Going an hour and a half. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just going to call to say, like, uh, talk about, like, uh, immigration because, uh, you know, I'm from, I'm from Chicago. Uh, but my, uh, I got married out here actually to someone who's from the UK. And, uh, we've been dealing with immigration for like two years. Right. Because I originally wanted to go, go back and go to grad school, but, you know, can't even get my wife in. So, um, yeah, we, we're still waiting on like immigration bullshit. Um, yeah, it sucks. 
Um, yeah, that stuff kills me. Like I've been, I mean, dealing with any sort of bureaucracy, I can do one thing and that's like a week. I can fill out one piece of paperwork a week because I am not, I cannot do anything else. It's too fucking arduous of a task to try to deal with like <laughs> any of the red tape, like, like getting things done with intergovernmental or border ass bullshit agencies. I think what will happen, here's my guess, okay? We plan to have Stefan, John, and Daniel with us in the Midwest mm. after the, uh, not after, after, for the DNC and, uh, do it like a little mm. tour of the Midwest. And if it truly is as easy as they say for them to work here, then I promise I'll try to figure out. I feel like that'll be an impetus or a kick in the butt. You know what I mean? To get to Canada or Japan? For yeah. us to get to Canada. Yeah, I'm sorry about Canada, that. Canada then Japan? Yeah. Well, you know, we've talked about this, but Australia is one of the places we feel like we could actually do something. And I don't feel like Japan is going to work. Yeah. You know, I yeah, it's just... I mean, neither, none of the wrestling trips we've taken have worked as far as business decisions go, but they've been like great ideas. Yeah, that's true. Can we take cameras? I mean, can we, if we can get content out of going to Japan, I will absolutely 100% someday go to Japan someday. Someday. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of comedians that come over here. Like comedians will come over and play at small clubs like, uh, Aziz Ansari came not too long ago, and he yeah. just played at a club that's like, like, or like at, at a at a British bar, at like a pub. Okay. And you know, they you know they charge like you know four like about forty bucks for tickets and stuff like that, and then uh, the comedian gets you know a decent amount of money. So. Yeah, forty bucks is great. I mean, that's you, great more than we charge here. I love that. I love forty bucks. Yeah. People people are used to paying that much money though, because if you go to like a like see your friend's band, it costs twenty five thirty dollars. That's just standard. So sucks, but people are kind of used to paying it. Yeah, I love Japan so far. I love that people yeah. just pay big money to see see entertainment. No, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, if, I don't know. Yeah, I, can, I mean, I could expect. Of course, I know there's you know a, a way to get in there. I've known people that have made the uh, the journey. Um, but it's like music is transcends things. It's kind of like mathematics where it's like a universal mm. language. Um, but what we do is right. mostly in English. So that is like, uh, seems like a challenge, hey, you play music? but like losing money as a business is something that we've been great at doing. Like every single year when we <laughs> file our taxes, we come in right at zero. It's like, how much did you make this year? It's like, I don't know, about 73 cents. You know, we spent everything that we made. So that way we're not, you know, responsible for anything, uh, according to the governments. And that's what sucks about like the border shit and dealing with that. I've never had to, you know, I'm, I am in a privileged position where I've never had to deal with those, that bureaucracy. So, you know, what's been, what was the, what was the, uh, the shittiest moment that you've had? in those situations um, i mean just the just well we actually ended up paying like a lawyer like five thousand dollars that's it to help us with this case that's right, all it like, is so that that sucks right and like because we're we're both like we don't know how to do this shit let's just pay someone and we like we were told it would take about a year and um yeah we've just been waiting really long like um we come and we say 
we hand something in that they asked for. And then they're like, oh, no, you need to do this other thing. And then we wait two to three months to hear back from that. And then it's like, we need you to uh, sign this other thing and hand this other thing in. And it's like the same thing that we handed in like, you know, three or four months ago. And they're just like, oh, it's not, a, not on, like, not in the system anymore. Nice. So it's like bullshit like that. And so now we're just like, should we just stay here? Should we go to the UK? Um, like, I don't know if we're like, if we're even going to be able to go. But like, luckily we, we have, you know, a job here that wants keep us so they're like yeah you guys can stay as long as you want yeah you know what i mean unless you there's a reason to be in another place like take the path of least resistance and just figure out what you can make happen where you're at like if you're with your your uh pic like the one you love then like who i mean it doesn't fucking matter like me and erica moved all around around the country until we had a kid and then was like well we have to see like we have to do family stuff now there was obligations there but until then it was like why don't you figure out what weird shit you can get to you know in japan together right i mean that's that's the thing we're we're getting older so we're we're starting to think about a family and we're like well okay do we even want to bring up a kid do we even want to bring up a kid in america and she she's terrified of uh u.s healthcare, which you know rightfully so but she also is like a, a a teacher and she taught in london before coming out to japan to teach and so she would be a teacher in america too and so like she's like do I want to teach at a school in America when there's like these, you know, like these shootings and like all that bullshit. And she's just like, she's kind of terrified of all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I think we'll probably, we'll pro- go ahead. I say, I would think we'll, we'll probably stay here at least for like a few more years. Yeah. Yeah. But like ha- having, having a kid in Japan with, uh, you know, like we're, we live in Tokyo and, you know, it's easy to get by with English. I mean, we speak Jap- Japanese a little bit, but like, I don't think I could do like, you know, have a kid in school here or anything like that or doing like daycare. So I feel like once we have a kid, we'll probably uh, move on somewhere else. But Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I can understand. I now I understand the path uh, that you're going with. Yeah, uh, you know, for that kind of stuff, it's just like frustrating to, it, it like it was like when I got caught with weed, it was like, oh, we caught you with weed. It was like, okay, uh, but if you don't want to get in trouble for the weed, you can give money to a lawyer and they will take care of all of your problems. And like that's how it is, like moving amongst the borders. It's like, oh, you can't you can't move from country to country and it's like oh but i paid five thousand dollars to this other person they're like oh well that's very respectable of you to do i guess that you can move right. from border to border now you've actually absolutely earned the right to move wherever you like in this country yeah in this world you know <laughs> right yeah but apparently that's not even not even enough anymore so <laughs> yeah so, it, we'll see yeah, it's a challenge. I mean, it you know, the best way to eat an elephant elephant is bite by bite. So you gotta like just start with the <laughs> yeah. first one and keep moving the direction that you want. But um, you know, uh I'm happy to hear that like you, you found somebody and you're ready to move in that direction and uh however it comes out, you know, it's going to be a fucking awesome ride. 
Yeah, for sure. And thanks for calling in. Uh, we doing break now? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're all set for break. Yeah, peace out. Have a good one. We're gonna play that. Joey from Japan. Yeah. We're gonna play the Howling Commandos live album uh, because they only have three songs and we might not have had enough time to break. So uh, we're gonna play their live album. This is the band that's gonna be backing us at Ruby Tuesday. Uh, They rock hard. In Columbus, Ohio. December 27th. I was going to say February. But we're going to fucking go on that stage. And here. December 27th. We're going to have a band. We're going to have a bunch of different acts. It's going to be streaming live on the internet. And we're going to announce the next one at the end of this one. Yeah. So you'll uh, be able to know who we have coming. And believe me, very exciting guest, just like the first one. Yeah. Icy Jake's going to perform one of his songs. If you come, if you come, it's an all-encompassing ticket. We get to close the bar down. We'll be there until 2 a.m. Sinning like crazy. It's going to be like that den in Pinocchio where he turned into a fucking donkey. And obviously you can bring me drugs. I, You know, that would be great. But that's all. And this is the Howling Commandos. We've got... Quite a few num- quite, a, quite a few calls in the queue right now. We're gonna go to speed round after this, but enjoy the music.
Matt, Everybody, is this us? Awesome. Yeah, it's a cover. We're gonna play. It's a cover. Everybody should get fucking crazy. Hit it.
Hey, welcome back to Street Fight Radio. Welcome to the show. That was the Howling Commandos. You can find them on Bandcamp.com, howlingcommandos.bandcamp.com. If you want to hear more of what they're doing, we're also going to be uh, doing a show with them. They're going to be our backing band for the uh, incomparable Street Fight Radio variety show that's happening on December 27th of this month, the one that we're in. Here in Columbus, Ohio, we're going to have guests like Lindsay Martin, Old Lens from Twitter. We're going to have the Garbage Brain University, Natalie D. and Drew Toothpaste. Uh, you know them from online. And we're also going to have uh, the Trollbillies will be there. I think, is Tanya going to be there or not? Do you know? I don't, I don't think so. That's kind of On a, the show. It, it was a rough date for her. Yeah. It is a rough date for people. December yeah, 27th is two days after Christmas, but... We don't have Lindsay if we don't do December 27th. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people in town visiting their families in Ohio. So the place to be on Friday, December 27th in Columbus is at Ruby Tuesday for the Street Fight Variety Show. You can get tickets for that at store.streetfightradio.com. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be crazy. Like, we're kind of stressing about it currently, but... uh I think when I start getting the material down, I think we're going to all start feeling good and we're going to make this fucking thing happen, man. I did. Uh, you know, dream show. I Again, I think we said this last week, but this show is sort of a dream for me and Brett. We, we have wanted to do more high concept shows. You can't do these shows on the road. They're impossible. But we didn't feel comfortable trying to draw in Columbus for a long time. And uh, now we do. And, and uh, we're doing what we envisioned our live shows being before the reality of money and what our fans actually like about us showed up you know oh, yeah what you can conceivably pull off from driving town to town you know exactly with, with the amount of money that we're pulling in you know yeah because people i think like there's a thing where people are like uh i also in my mind i think that when we do a live show now i could be wrong i could be reading into stuff but i really think our listeners just want to hear us standing in front of them bare bones like a punk show that's how i see street fight shows it's like they're just a punk show there's no stage show there's you know, i mean there's us moving around and stuff like that and i i think that's very cool and that's the way i like to run the podcast too but like we had really high ambitions to do really crazy like live shows and this is our first shot at it and i think uh letting people see what we do live on the internet is going to be great um being asked to take this show on the road is going to be great, <laughs> even yeah. though we can't do it. Hopefully. Yeah. Maybe we'll make a ton of money and we'll be able to take it on the road. But uh, I did want to do some mid-show corrections. Uh, Straza Preddy says that Playmobil is unionized. Their company is like, you know, on that next level shit. That's why it costs so much. Oh, that's why I buy Playmobil all that's the time why instead of Legos. That's why we need to get out and support the Playmobil movie. Go to your red box this weekend. There's double up coupons. Use the code SFRADIO to get a red box rewards coupon for the Playmobil movie. Folks, we have to support shit that isn't licensed by capitalism. (laughs) Don't go see Playmobil. Don't watch wooden people do fascism. Yeah, I hate Playmobil. There's plenty of real people doing fascism. Yeah, go watch one of them, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) All right, let's see who's on the line. We got some time, but we have a queue here going more than last week. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, you're talking to Steve from Shanghai. 
Right? Shanghai. My goodness. What is going on? Uh, can I just say this? And I'm going to say this <laughs> in the best radio vi- voice I can do. Street Fight International. International. <laughs> international. <laughs> um, um, dogs, we're doing an international show. That was my man cow. My Bubba is also. So, uh, so uh, the other day I was listening to Bubba. And he sent a guy. He What he does is he sends this guy to the college campus with a goat. And then sees if it like makes girls want to come up and talk to him like a baby goat. And the guy had been saying like, uh, the guy was like, yeah, this is for Bubba the Love Sponge. Uh, you know, one of the top local DJs. And Bubba got mad because he's on Twitch. And he was like, no, we are an international show. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So, so how's it going in China? Yeah, I want to know. Uh, we forgot to ask Joey from Japan, but there in China, when you look at the horizon, it's kind of flat, ain't it? Like anywhere you go in this world, shit seems flat. I don't. Yeah, completely it, flat here. It's a flat world. Um, and I'm glad to hear that you're uh, doing well on the other side of it. Yeah. How yeah, is... Mostly, I just wanted to call in and say hey from China and let you know you got somebody listening here. Well, we can tour in China. This is perfect. I think this is they great. Are communists this there. is like such a wonderful uh, revelation from this call-in show. Is that in 2020, we're going to go to Japan and then China. Okay, don't start making promises like that because we're definitely um, not going to go to Japan I want or them, China. I want them to see us, though. I mean, a fucking movie. Like, like it would have to be like me and Brett get five famous levels up. Before we could go to Japan or China. <laughs> We're going to do like a Logan Paul thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we want to go there and act like Logan Paul. Now, I want to go there and like really like hang out with people that know what the cool stuff is. Yeah. Can we hang out with you if we come to Shanghai? Yeah, there's cool stuff to do here. Probably. You like drinking. There, oh, well, you we have that in also Ohio. There's no drugs there, is there? Drugs are like super illegal. They'll kick you out of the country. That sucks. Uh, no weed. No weed. No nothing. I thought. Don't they uh, smoke weed in uh, North Korea? They, I, don't I don't know about North Korea. I'm I've never had there, that in North but Korea. They, shit. they like raid clubs and bars and shit. Oh, that's scary. I don't that's like no that. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's not cool. There's... They raided a burger restaurant one time for weed. Yeah. That's, you know, it's wild. It was insane. Nobody understood why. Uh, it's wild how illegal it is in, in in other places. We're like, we're just now like loosening the reins on it here. But there's like, yeah, even there's states in the United States where it's pretty bad. Yeah, I feel like I'm living in hell because yeah. I can only get it for like two fifty an ounce. You know, compared to Oregon that has it for like seventy five. Yeah, yeah. And then there's other places where you know I couldn't even survive. You don't miss the weed though, dude. I used to live in Portland. Of course, I miss it. <laughs> How do you end up there? <laughs> My wife took a job out here for a big company. 
like we spent a while traveling through Asia and we liked it here just because the culture is really cool and all the people are really great. Yeah, you don't need weed. And they offered her a job out here and we're like, yeah, we'll we'll do it for a while. So we're spending a couple years here. That's wonderful. That's a uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I would give like I wouldn't mind. Like you can always come back to $75 ounces. You know where to get them. Like you can always move back to where yeah. to find them. Where are you from? Can I ask? Like originally? Yeah, where are you from in the United States? I am originally from Virginia, but we lived in like Arizona and California and Oregon. So we just kind of move around a lot. Yeah, so you're, you a were, you're a global citizen. Yeah. So would you have yeah. considered yourself, you were probably a city guy then, it sounds from the places see, you were I staying. See why you can see why? Right? I am now. So I come from like a little ass town. What is what are some of the differences between American cities and uh, Shanghai? The the transit here is phenomenal and like stupid cheap. You can get a metro ride anywhere in the city for like fifty cents or something. Oh, okay. See, we are just getting screwed over here. Although we can't have wheat. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean they they pay us off. They're like yeah, you're miserable. Yeah, you're miserable because you can't move it. You can't like m you have no mobility. Why don't you just stay at home and get high instead? <laughs> we'll put you on a ton of uh, you know, brain drugs too. To yeah, you just do brain drugs instead <laughs> of trains. It's like like if you hit it real hard, it's like being on a train. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mad about trains here because I you know, you read these stories, like, a lot of times, this is weird thing in Columbus, because we have, like, really bad mass transit here, and um, it's like, uh, you read these stories where guys, engineers, and city planners and stuff will go out of their way to construct the perfect bullet train line to get you to Cleveland, Cincinnati, Columbus, and uh, and Chicago, and Pittsburgh, Right. And it's like you see it and you're like, we should fucking do that. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. Yeah. That we just got done taking a bullet train ride through the like more western part of China. How fast does it go? Um, I think on the way back it was doing two hundred and some kilometers per hour. Two hundred and like one twenty more in American. Oh that's like wow, one, that's that's one twenty, like one twenty eight or something. I don't know. One hundred twenty eight miles an hour. There, Let me see if I know my uh, yeah, if, how, if I'm still a gearhead. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Is our our like I don't know one twenty four. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like what? I mean, are people nice to each other on the street, or are like they kind of like us, where they keep their head down and they don't ever look at anybody? Like, is there just things it about is. it there? Like, do you have personal space? Things like that. There's less space just because there's a, a shit ton of people. But everybody is always super friendly. They're always excited to, like, share their lives and their culture and stuff with you. And they live a lot longer. And we think it's because of shit like that. Because there's a park across the street we go to. And every morning there's, like, hundreds of old people just hanging out and socializing and exercising. And just having a great time. And I think they live longer because of shit like that. Man, I would love to see that. Like, I live it's in a like, city that's Yeah, not, it's super community focused. Yeah, I live in a city that's not big. Columbus isn't, like, big. But you really don't, like, mix with other people when you're hanging out. I mean, maybe that's... 
it's culture. It is cultural, but it's it also is. maybe my fault too, because like, you know, we'll go to these concerts in the park and stuff. And I don't talk to anybody else at the concert, but the truth is, I don't think anybody else at the concert wants to talk to me. I don't well, think they've been trained there to, feel, to meet They've people. been trained to feel the same way, though. Yeah. They've been trained to be standoffish, to be an island, to not be a part of anything. Yeah, that's. I think we're all like that. That's, no, I mean, that's how we've been socialized to be. Yeah. Well, it's just like... I think it goes against... Uh, it's funny. We've to- I've told this story twice today now. But uh, I went... Me and Brett went to see a wrestling show all out uh, last Labor Day weekend. And uh, Brett took acid, so he was, like, extra crazy at the show. And uh, there, when the pledge happened, I chickened out and stood up but looked at my phone, which is, like, half chickening out. Or, no, three-quarters chickening out but and left my hat on. But Brett uh, and this other woman that was, like, two rows over, she sat and he sat. And through the whole show... Brett had a rapport with this woman that was across the aisle. They like kind of liked different wrestlers, you know? So Brett would be like, oh, no, you stop. And she'd be like, shut up. And you shut up. And it was like a really good fucking time. But the whole time, it was super disconcerting to me. Really? It was. I Why? Was, I don't know, man. To be I, engaging with a stranger? Yeah, with just, because it was like, are we bothering this person? No, she was smiling. No. I know, I know. But no, but you know, babysitting somebody on psychedelics though i do understand the fear of like is this too much you know it's hard to understand whether someone's like being a bother yeah yeah and that i mean like i i take that out and like just expand that into the regular world where it's like even like today or yesterday while i was on my walk a scientologist stopped me again this is the second time in two weeks this has happened uh a scientologist stopped me and said do you want to take an ev test and i said no and she was like, you, you don't want to see if you have stress? And I'm like, I, I don't have stress, Even, you know, which is a lie. I have a ton of stress. I'm always freaked out. Yeah. But uh, she was like, you have no stress. And I was like, um, not any that I care about and just kept going. I don't want to take the test, dude. Yeah. You don't want to break their machines on stress. Well, everybody, everybody that after I posted that they asked me the first time, everybody's like, why didn't you take the test? That's like content for the show. And I was like, well, not taking the test is also content for the show. <laughs> you know, I kind of want to take it in a, in a way, but I feel like they're going to sit and talk to me forever. Well, you know, the thing about it when it comes to religion is that you will deny it three times. Like that's, you know, that's like the true mark of a Judas. And yeah, yeah. So you've done it twice so far, but I think that like if you're truly a chosen person and your thetans are like arranged in the right order, that like on the third go round you'll just do the damn test. Yeah. Right. I just don't you get don't wanna, you don't want to be you don't want to be like you don't want to like say no to your fate, right? You don't want to just say no to the, <laughs> to the people that are trying to tell you about you. Yeah, I just like Scientology to me is like not something i would have thought would be canvassing on the street because they have such like a negative <sighs> people have such a negative there's view money. of them there's money yeah but i mean there's it's money just like to how be many made. people do you think they pull there's money to be made in scientology yeah that's because true. it costs money to make it to the next level and it's just like getting people to sign up for like climate change campaigns. It's just like getting people to sign up for anything that you can make f- money from. You're going to have to have somebody on the bottom just out there like bothering people because that counts as work that you can claim on your taxes. Yeah, you're right. 
So are the, there's not many churches in. Are there a decent amount of churches in Shanghai? Am I stupid? <laughs> no, make no assumptions, please. No, there's there's not a lot. There's there's like two or three I can think of. We're talking about Christian ass churches, like just, Jesus yeah, motherfucking yeah, Christ churches. Like a, Jesus Herbert yeah, there's Christ. A Catholic church somewhere, and then there's like a Russian Orthodox church that's been turned into a museum. Okay. But yeah, they're they're not anywhere. It's, that sounds like great. That sounds like a relief. Or, yeah, there's not a lot of religion here at all. Yeah, which is probably one of the reasons maybe people are so much more willing to talk to each other on the street. Yeah, too, there's because some religion. There's probably some. It's just a different ass religion. Yeah, maybe. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, there's like Taoism and Confucianism and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's a, really old. And that's that's a, definitely Chinese. Old time religion. I love that stuff. That stuff gets me yeah. going. I love. And they have all the right food there, right? Like, I, I mean, well, they, they have, make everything taste good. Well, no, here's what I'm saying. Bumblebees. The food is great. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. But do they even have food that you would have got at home that you, like, can eat as a comfort food? Do they have pasteurized cheese there's product? Places. There's, like, there's, like, a pizza place that we can get that's pretty good. And, and the pizza's good? You know, yeah, it's pretty good. It, there's a whole lot of like expats that live here and startup businesses. So there's like pizza and tacos and shit like that. It's like Pizza Hut is there. Like do you have all Young the food. a lot of the American companies too, right? Yeah, there's there's tons of McDonald's and like KFC and shit like that. But do you get like the good McDonald's where they make like a pizza with like chicken wings in the crust or something? Like some of the shit that we see. They do no, weird you, shit. You got to go to like yeah, you got to go to Japan to get the fancy mm. McDonald's. Yeah, when like when they did the global McDonald's in Chicago, it was the biggest letdown because it was just like poutine fries from Canada and like bacon cheeseburger <laughs> from Australia. And it was like, no, no, you know what we want. We want like fucking jalapeno popper crust pizza. That's what we want from fucking McDonald's global. And so the last question, I know this is all such shallow questions or whatever. Sorry for the Orientalism too, anybody that's listening. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Uh, what I'm trying to say is like, what what do you do on TV? Like, do how's the you TV? Watch TV? What's the TV like? How's the TV? I don't, I don't even watch TV. Here. Oh, oh no. we Scott. stream stuff over the internet. Uh, okay, so okay. Just stuff from we don't home know enough, enough to to understand any of it. Okay, so oh, you're just okay. you're just doing Netflix and Disney Plus and shit from the states. Yeah, they got yeah you gotta get like VPNs there. and things like that. Break the law. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, that's true. The so government here, tried to ban me from the dark web. Right? I want to do this before we like get uh, before we hang up and and just let you know this because this is some information for you also. Okay, that you probably don't know that I'm gonna give you. These are the top ten menu items from China McDonald's in China. Okay, yes, right? this is what I want to know. All right, number ten, pineapple pie. Oh, that sounds... I mean, citrus... Oh, we had... They're not good. Really? (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird pie. They're, like, too sweet. Yeah. Yeah, they're too sweet. Oh, that's not... That's a challenge for me. I can go with too sweet. And I love citrus to death. So, the next one is taro pie. T-A-R-O. Oh, yeah. That sounds good, too. That shit's sweet as fuck. I've had some candy, for sure. Okay, so taro might be good. It's purple. Is it taro? Sichuan double chicken burger. The Sichuan double chicken burger. Okay. It's totally different. Uh, It's chicken patties. That's probably real spicy. It's two chicken patties, lettuce, and Sichuan sauce on two fluffy brioche buns. And uh, so brioche, too. It'll be real spicy. 
Yeah, the McDonald's Sichuan shots. Yeah, the, see, I w- you know what? I'd get, you know, I, I could give up weed for hot food all the time. Like, I'm sure. tired of this hot food. I'm tired of this, like, bland food. Oh, man, they getting. love spicy shit here. That motherfucking chili oil stuff that just sits on your lips yeah. and just punishes you more and more as you continue <laughs> to eat. Like, fuck. I have, like, four or five jars of various spicy oils and shit in the fridge right now. Yeah. The next thing on here is congee. And it is... Uh, that's like... What is it? I'm going to see if you got it. What it's I like got. rice gruel. Yeah, composed of disintegrated rice that has been boiled with lots of water to create a porridge-style mixture. It could be eaten with a number of different add-ons, such as eggs, meat, or plant-based proteins love like it. tofu. I love it. That's a morning breakfast. Yeah, not for me. Uh, yeah, I like any sort of rice anything. Like, make it mochi... I know that's Japan. I'm not trying to combine them, but like any sort of combination or any sort of way you can renew the rice experience. I, rice is my favorite. Rice I like over rice, too. rice over bread over potatoes, like over no, all the starches or anything. Rice is like I would do that every. I would rather do that every day than this Me bread too. shit that we're stuck on. Red bean boba tea is number six. Sounds great. I don't think it sounds like good at all. I love either. red bean. I love, I don't want to drink a thing with a glob of something in the bottom. Oh, I love boba. There's a place uh, in town that has the boba. My family hates it, so like that's my secret treat in the middle of the day. If yeah. I need to pick me up, I go get a boba to myself. It's one of my simple uh, boba pleasures. Is absolutely everywhere. It's like it's everywhere here now too. <laughs> red red bean too is like I I really love that. We, I really wish we could develop those flavors. There's so many like old time flavors that we have like all of our shit is Doritos and Oreos yes. and like there's nothing that like there's no taking a red bean and making it a fucking dessert you know yeah. the number five is spicy <laughs> McWings okay yeah that would be a hit anywhere yeah, no it was actually it wasn't they tried it here and it wasn't a hit here but it was a hit in China okay so uh, number four is Chris cut fries so they do Chris- waffle fries yeah that's great that's a good idea uh, but what it, like, I haven't seen any of that at McDonald's, McDonald's? but I got some from Pizza Hut the other day, and they were shit. Dude, McDonald's fries laid, like, crisscross pattern. If you got to eat one of those, that would be just fantastic. 16 fries. Yeah, like, look for that. I'm going to start weaving my uh, McDonald's fries together now to make, like, a little loom. Oh, of the, Jesus. Of fucking... The next tree. one, the next one's just really crazy combos, and there are some crazy ones that are, like, three... Chi- or Four cheeseburgers, an order of a McWings, and two orders of uh, large fries. Oh, that's like the with all the dipping sauce. I guess it's for like a date where you I got eat it. two like cheese. That's great. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. We have that too. Two is the Japanese beef bowl. Okay, I don't know why it's in China. And one is the German sausage sausage double beef burger. So what it is is it's two patties with two bratwurst on it with mustard. <laughs> Oh man, I remember seeing this on the menu. I've never got any though. They like that kill they shit. They're like us. Crazy. What you learn is that every humans are like us. They want to uh, they want a KFC double down at the end of the day. That's all they are looking for. <laughs> we're all the same. All over the world, we're exactly the same. We're all the same disgusting see, human being. Do you see stuff that reminds you of home living there? Yeah, like there, there's tons of brands and shit. They love malls. Like, there's shopping malls everywhere. So you can go and see 
Yeah. Just anything that you'd see in America, pretty and, much. Yeah, that's the thing about this show is people act like, oh, America is like this uniquely bad place. But like across the world, there's all kinds of different countries that are just as bad as us. You know, they're doing the same awful consumerism cycles, you know? Yeah. Well, thanks for calling and giving us a little taste of Shanghai life for an American, which oh, is no like what I have to hear because of who I am. I'm like, I don't, I, I feel I would be so nervous to go there. You really? know? Yeah. I'm nervous. That's about- what everybody has said. We've, we've had lots of people visit and they're always nervous to get here. And then by the time they leave, they love it. They think it's so cool and fun and want to come back. I guess maybe, I don't know what I, my opinion is, but like whenever I meet somebody that isn't from America, like I give them so much leeway. Like I'm so willing to help somebody that is like lost and doesn't know where they're at, you know, uh, that is not from here. So I just imagine being over there that like you get all kinds of extra Right? Like, people are, like, giving you the benefit of the doubt way more than, like, a regular fucking person that lives there. Like, they're going to help you out. They think you're, like, silly, you know. Like, it's, you are... Yeah, you get some leeway for for not knowing enough, like, Mandarin or looking super lost. Right. Absolutely. And, like, I mean, you know, know, there's ugly haterade and everywhere you go, but... For me, like, if someone doesn't know where they're at, like, and I have the time, I usually have the time of day to be like, oh, yeah, let me get you in the right direction, or let me help you buy this fucking thing, you know? Let me help you navigate this fucking situation, you know, the best I can. Yeah. Thanks for calling, though. That was really cool. We we don't, like, uh... I like to, I like to try to get, I I like try to get it out there that like, we're not that much different from people in other countries, because maybe to our listeners, of course, they... Of course, our listeners probably, you know, have that in their mind. But like, uh, you know, before I started to think about other parts of the world and stuff, my uh, before I started to think about other parts of the world and stuff, I just assumed everybody was the same everywhere. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's the same shaved eight people. Yeah. No, no, we have. Ah, well, uh, thank you for calling. Like, uh, how did you call actually? Just because there's a lot of other overseas people. What did you use? I am using a VPN and then calling through Google voice. Okay. All right. That's what I needed to know. Not until, uh, Joey from Japan had we had somebody so far, but then, you know, you called all the way from China. Yeah, so. this is great. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Have a good night. No problem. No, we didn't ask what time it was. Oh Yeah. Japan, it was one, he said, in the afternoon. One. Yeah. I would just assume it's one. They're yeah. close, right? Are they close to each No, time? not that close. Oh, okay. They're a few hours away. I don't know how the world's laid It's out. probably, I don't know how, I don't know how time zones work. Yeah. I mean, they're a fabrication that's applied to our world so that business can happen, right? So that fiat currency can be created, man. Uh, let's see who's on the phones next. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, this is Dylan from Des Moines. What's up, Dylan? Hey, Dylan, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Uh, we're we're pretty happy. We we have like quite a lot in the queue, so we we're have to do oh, yeah, so- as speedy round as possible, though. <laughs> okay, so in the spirit of team fight radio, I want to uh, talk about my first job when I was a teen, working at a watch store at a kiosk in the mall. Okay. Okay. Uh, I had. Uh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, I wasn't uh, gonna say anything. Go so ahead. I, 
I worked for a guy who is called uh, Buddy, and he was an extremely sketchy character who had like five children from four different people, but claimed he was infertile. I had a coworker who was named either Isaac or Isaiah, but he got really mad at me when I used one of those. I couldn't tell which was right, and he got drunk on the job a lot. Okay, <laughs> and you're a teen. And How old were you, 15, 16? Uh, 14, 15. Ooh, okay, okay. You started early, so you're dealing with a drunk guy at 14. <laughs> well, he, he wasn't, like, openly drunk, but, like, he went out to his car on his break, and he came back with a Coke, like, glass that was... Obviously smelled strongly of rum. Okay. So maybe not drunk. But, but like, I mean, even he whatever. he was getting drunk. Well, like, what's the point in drinking I mean, that if you're not trying to get drunk? Yeah, and if you can't wait until afterwards, I mean, you're drunk on the, you're drunk. Yeah, that's a very yeah, drunk okay. person, but, I think. He was kind of cool, though. Like, one time I totally, like, fucked up this guy's watch because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but he had my back real good and he was just like and this guy was like oh i'm gonna sue you it's like 200 dollars watch and this guy and isaac is like no it's not fuck off <laughs> yeah so he was he was great he was belligerent drunk he would help you out he would yeah i mean that's good i'm going to sue you <laughs> oh shit he was like no you're not dodging a warrant he was also dodging a warrant in Texas that he said he was going to go back for, but he did not have a timeline on that. <laughs> I gotta, hey, I'm gonna go back. It's definitely gonna happen. I am going to go back. I'm gonna face the music in freaking Texas. I not now. <laughs> I remember being 15. I worked at Fazoli's because they would hire 15 year olds. It's like an Italian fast food restaurant place. And one of the older people came into the job like real messed up and they threw up all over their shirt because they were like hung over or something and they just like threw it away and got a different shirt off the rack and i was just like is this what being a grown-up is like does this happen all the time is this quicksand is this something that i need to get used to you do get a you do get a fucking such a weird look at adults when you finally when you get a job i i think like oh they're pathetic we're pathetic asshole we're this we're kids just like them but we're trying to pretend we're not yeah i i get this thing with gwen like where it's like i do not want her to work at a job because number one i don't think she's ever gonna have to like work a job like that i think i'm trying to like make sure she like follows whatever her thing is okay whatever her dream becomes i want to like facilitate her just following that rather than trying to fit into a job or whatever. you want a trust fund kid no you want i don't i want her to do i mean she ain't getting her college paid for she's got to take out loans just like the rest of us but yeah i want a kid that like follows her thing and comes out on the other end and does her thing it's not a trust fund kid she grows up she if grew you up broke as shit if you want to pay for her life though like i'm not gonna say? pay for her life so then you don't like you just want her you just want to kick her out to the wolves like everybody else no i don't want you just want her to be okay by the i way. will never kick her out of my house like she sure. she's gonna live with me until she's a hundred i don't sure. give a fucking rat's okay. ass you know i love having her around so like 
I, I don't know, man. I, I like, uh, I don't want her to have to go to like McDonald's or fucking, you know, some restaurant about teenage and get, like, sexually harassed. Yeah, that kind of thing. You know, once she turns 18, I'm not going to stop her from making decisions, especially decisions that affect her life. If she wants to go to college, if she wants to wait two years, if she wants to go get a job before and just go to college after if she wants to like follow some kind of a writing career or something like that like i just want whatever's possible for her to do and like i just like it scares me to think about my daughter being in the same kind of work environments i was in when i was a teenager because i was a dude you know, it's like different. I've talked to so many women's w- women's. I've talked to so many women who have talked about that, like where it's like it was really hard for me to work as a teenager because you know I'm I don't know what I can do or what power I have in any situation because I don't. I'm just learning the workforce and I'm here. And I didn't know what I was doing, and the managers are like generally creeps to teenage girls. Yeah, you know, I've heard stories from my wife, from my sister. From so many, they can't help we it. could take a hundred calls on this show for that. No, they know? bring it. Yeah, they bring up the sexual shit all the time. Yeah, like, I've been witness to it as well. And I no, so I am back on your side now. I do think that like, um, you know, childhood should belong to children, and then they can figure it out. But there's no reason to have them hanging out with like twenty, thirty, forty year old people that are drunk and fucked up at their job because they're dealing with real life when this person is just trying to go to high school and have enough to go to the movies on the weekend right yes that's the thing when you're a teenager and you're at a job you're like exposed to like the ugliest side of adulthood and like it probably even messes with your fucking brain to see that like it it probably sets you up for adulthood being like that you know like where you're like how many people just saw their manager at their first job and like kind of emulated them for the rest of their lives <laughs> or like a football coach yeah. or something like that, you know? Yeah. Or just figured out to squeeze hands real hard. How did you end up getting out of that job? Uh, honestly, I just was like, Hey, I'm going to work for this summer camp, so I'm not going to be there and goodbye, I guess. Okay, so it wasn't a bad ending. And that was it. <laughs> can I also, I just one more question before we, because we, we got to get to the next call, but like, yeah, was the boss, how, yeah, yeah. how small business tyrant was the boss? Honestly, the boss was pretty chill, uh, but if I could just shove in one more story real quick. Yeah. A girl hit on me whose ex-boyfriend was apparently a, a member of a like white supremacist gang in the area. Hmm. And he had apparently broken someone's kneecaps who she had previously like tried to date, but she thought that I was a good prospect. Okay. Okay. Were, how nervous? Was, she, I mean, was she somebody you would be interested in? Uh, not, not given the circumstances. Uh, she considering we were discussing it at, the at work but <laughs> and then some guy would roll in and break your legs also it seems like i would have been like ah, I, you know yeah no 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 not my scene exactly no no exactly i mean i might have risked getting my legs broken to have a girlfriend at a time in my life but yeah i get where you're coming from <laughs> well thanks for calling in uh that's cool. I mean, you didn't have to deal with this. At least in the end, you didn't have to deal with the small business tyrant when you were 14, 15 years old. Yeah. You know? Well, oh. I gotta admit, 
but it was a chill guy. Thanks, yeah. Guys. Thanks, man. Could you, do you do you think that like that might be actually the most harmful thing? As if you're fucking fifteen and you get stuck working for a small business tyrant seems like oof. Ah, uh, because that's hard for adults to handle. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how you get that job unless it's familiar circumstances. Like, if you're under eighteen, there's so many ridiculous things that are applied to it. That, like, when I was trying to get hired, the only people that could do it were like big corporations. So I don't know. I don't know about small business tyrants under eighteen. Oh, sometimes they work them under the table, though, under eighteen, and just not like, at like so many... not at the grocery store, like fast food chains. They don't. True, true. You're right. Hey, you know when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> but you know, I mean, uh, you know, there is plenty of room for that. Yeah. All right, let's see who's on the line. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Oh, I didn't press the button right. Thanks for calling. <laughs> I would simply press the button right. How's Hi, it going? Uh, this is Austin from uh, San Diego. Austin from San Diego. How's it going? Thanks for calling in. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, it's going pretty good. Um, I just had a story. Uh, I'll try to keep it quick. Um, uh, some quick background on me. I used, uh, I've been into politics since like the seventh grade. It's been kind of my passion. And, uh, but I used to be kind of the typical, uh, dipshit bow tie conservative. Um, so I used to go to a lot of like, uh, Republican fundraisers and events. And, um, I live in, uh, Duncan Hunter's district, who is the congressman that's resigning, um, for misusing his campaign funds. And, uh, I went to one of his fundraisers one time. Um, it was at his dad's house. His dad was the former congressman and he ran for president in, uh, 2008. And, uh, it was just a weird event. Um, uh, Hunter himself didn't show up until like two hours into the event and then spent about like half the time outside with his advisors vaping because he's known as the vaping congressman. Nice. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, you gotta there go was, where like, he's uh, at, all... right? The people come to him. He's not going to go to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, there was also just this one point where, you know, he was, uh, his dad was kind of just joking around saying that his son, who was about like 12 at the time, was going to be like the next congressman from the district. And I just thought that was funny. Like, he thought it was like some sort of like feudal hamlet that he would hand off to his grandson at a certain point. Um, and, uh, so yeah, uh, it was just kind of a, a, a weird event and, Looking back on it, I wonder how many of those uh, funds were used for his own personal expenses. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there's lots of moments like that. Uh, you know, you have, and then later, once you see what was actually going on, you're like, oh no, that was like Gaul going to overhead, and that was basically going to them, or that was like something to put on their resume. You know? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, at the time, I was offended by that thing about. Uh, his son being the next congressman because uh, I was an ambitious conservative and uh, thought that would be me at some point. But oh, <laughs> like no, no, this is a we all have a fair shot at this thing. This isn't a no. land. This isn't. Yeah, this exactly. isn't about landed gentry. Not here in in the U yeah. U.S. of A. There is no aristocracy here in the United States. You gotta earn your yeah. way everywhere. <laughs> yeah. There's so much stuff I look back on at that point in my life, and I'm just so embarrassed by. 
diet, but uh, I'm uh, kind of glad that I've gotten out of that now. And oh, the, the contrast <laughs> The contrast is wonderful. I mean, the, the, the social media updates where they're like, this is what you posted nine years ago, and you're just like, man, I really have come a long way. I'm so happy. I'm so glad that I'm not oh, doing yeah. that still, you know? Uh, yeah, I was like the guy who showed up to high school like wearing suits for no reason and carrying a briefcase. Briefcase guy. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That was me. That was me. There was one point... Uh, at the 2010 midterm elections, I came to school with my shirt that said, friends don't let friends vote Republicans. And I had a bunch of like Republican candidates bumper stickers all over the shirt. Wow. Like a... <laughs> wow. How did that go over? Uh, I mean, everyone just kind of knew like, oh, Austin's that uh, conservative guy, you know, like uh, he's he's the uh, uh, you were just like you showed yeah, up. You'd were you into up cool with... shit though too? Were you into like metal or like uh, like did you like pop culture uh, or were you one of those like real like Republican kids that like are just into Republican shit? Yeah, that was basically me. I was just into Republican shit. Basically, like my political idol at the time, the guy who got me into politics, was Glenn Beck. Oh, so, buddy, uh, you know that's yeah, he had me our, too. Yeah, his book Arguing with Idiots was the first like political book that I ever got and that's, was like super into. That's wonderful. He got me on the radio because like uh there was a period before Opie and Anthony were back on the air. I, I worked at the cable company for two years before Opie and Anthony made it back to air and uh Howard had Howard seemed was over at like ten or eleven and um I would switch over to Glenn Beck after it and then also listen to Rush Limbaugh. And like when I was listening to those shows, I thought I was listening to, I knew I was listening to politics shows, but I thought that politics just meant that like anytime they talk about presidents and shit. So when I was hearing these guys talk, I kind of felt like they were doing the news, you know, is, is what I was yeah. thinking. I thought well, like Glenn Beck was the news and everything see, he said made sense to me because it was all in his world. Yeah. But you know, caller, like, uh, the thing that the thing about it though, is it is kind of a lifestyle. And so what I'm wondering or what I'm seeing right now is like at a very early age, you thought that there was a logical way to think about things and that there was a right way to do stuff and that people would just follow the conservative path. And things would go all together, go, you know, all hunky dory. So, like, what fell apart for you? Like, what was your moment that, like, changed shit or, like, or, like, you know, spun you off in the other direction? Yeah. So it was kind of two things. The first thing was, uh, you know, I was kind of just starting to waver in general when I went to college and it wasn't like any liberal professors or anything like that. But you weren't being, just, you didn't have any, you know, like, God isn't real professors. No, <laughs> no. But it was just like, uh, you know, I kind of came from like a poor family and, uh, you know, it's kind of easy to be a libertarian if you're rich or if you're like just at home and don't really have to deal with the capitalistic like hell world that we live in. So just kind of being exposed to the normal world was like started to kind of move me away from that. And then the big thing was actually Ferguson. Um, which, you know, kind of sounds rich considering I'm a white guy, but, uh, you know, I was just brainwashed with that government is bad. Um, you know, government's bad. So 
So when that happened and the government was out in the street, like tear gassing and, and beating people and arresting people, I was like, okay, this is what I, they've been talking about. And then, but when that happened, there was no Republicans or no conservatives that said anything about it. So that was kind of like my moment where I was like, okay, they don't actually really care about this stuff. No, so yeah, that was kind of my, yeah, yeah. That's incredible, actually. That that you're sort of in the same place. I mean, that's sort of what happened to me in the end. Was just like it felt like, God damn it, man! I work and work and work, and I can't get ahead. And it seems like everything's tilted against me. And the Republicans have had like the House and Senate for so long. And then what happened was Democrat uh, Obama won. And then in 2010, he had like this big majority and it was just like, none of these fucking people are doing anything, you know? And then I became like, but Ferguson would have, I I was actually having a conversation the other day about, so there are some old tweets by somebody who was like, you know, said some bad shit during Ferguson. Right. And I was like, Mm. I have a, but they're like different now. Right. They're, they, they seem to have turned a different way. And I said, you know, I have a soft spot for people who were previously conservative who sort of over time started to learn, uh, you know, not not uh, learn a little bit of like, I hate the word tolerance, but stuff like that. And like, um, I, I was like, I may have made a negative post against, you know, a Trayvon Martin or a Mike Brown at a time in my life. I was that type of person that would have done that. I was pretty conservative. I was pretty like law and order and shit like that. But then I like remembered I hated cops my whole life. Like I wasn't like law and order ever. I wasn't like, oh, I, you know, the police need to be protected and stuff. So that might have actually, I was thinking if nothing else radicalized me, that actually those things might have actually radicalized me because I hated the cops. Like, you know, more than I was like kind of benign, not benign, but like kind of a racist that didn't consider himself racist sort of thing. Well, and I mean, I, I mean, you really struck a nerve with me where you said like you took on conservatism as like a shield against like your poverty where it's like because I felt the same way like I I came up in circumstances where at a very young age I understood that like there wasn't a promising future for me and so conservatism was something that like my family was into but also something I could adopt as like I'm going to make the right decisions because I know the way to do it you know like I have a good head on my shoulders and I'm going to do these things but, you know, as you grow older and you grow up in the world and you're like, wow, everybody else like came up under the same circumstances. There was no way that we could have ever made the right circumstance. We could, we never had the chance to make the right decision. Right. For the most of us, we never had the yeah. opportunity. We never had these chances. Our parents didn't. Nobody involved in our families did. Like we were never set to have the opportunities. Right. Uh, and it's like, how was I supposed to formulate the correct opinions when I had never heard them in my life? Like I just never heard this stuff. Yeah. You know, I never thought yeah. about it. I never heard it. I never heard it in a, in a way that made sense. And I was raised. But like conservative in a place. Off, yeah. I mean, it offers the answers, though. Yeah. I was in a place also where like everybody had sort of not ironic distance, but they kind of distanced themselves from thinking about some of these issues. Like my parents are kind of like that, where it's just like, I don't want to hear about the bad stuff. I just want to watch like a Lord of the Rings movie or whatever. So like when I started to engage with politics, 
and and like actually pay attention to that stuff it it was kind of like i had no guidance at any time in my life and it was just like well i'll i'll re i'll listen to this radio show listen to this radio show get the facts and the funniest thing is about i think maybe the big turning point for me was when i read rush limbaugh is a big fat idiot by um uh al franken and the republican noise machine by of all people david brock I read those two books and I was like, I think I was getting fooled, you know, and then that kind of made yeah. me more liberal. And also, like, I think in my life, I always believe that we should take care of every person. So I think that yeah. that was just like a core belief of mine that I didn't understand how to get to. Yeah. 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 That kind of just reminds me of like uh, Matt uh, Christian from Chapo, I think one time said like, pretty much all of the libertarians you either at one point like realize that you actually do care about like freedom and, and people and you become a leftist or you like go down the like fascist road yeah so um i think i think that was just kind of me and thankfully i'm on the leftist uh road now so yeah i'm, I'm yeah. glad about that and yeah man like even when it comes you know and even when it comes down to like the ferguson michael brown shooting uh, it's like, it is somebody that even somebody that stole a box of cigars, like, is their life worth losing, you know? And we're still reliving that over and over yeah. with that UPS shootout in Miami, where it's like, if somebody steals a bunch of Christmas gifts on a UPS truck, is that, you know, that is worth less than somebody's life. Like, that's something that can be written off on paperwork, you know? They're still bargaining these yeah. same situations. And like, yeah, I think that there's just like, you do, you do get, you either get snapped out of it or you just have to, to double down on like the, uh, the, uh, the like flow chart. You have to double down on like the system and just the way things are. And, you know, and, you know, just give it up to them to like authority. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling yeah, in. Exactly. I appreciate it. And, uh, we got to get these okay. other calls going. There's a few people. We got some jump ins maybe. Yeah. If there's jump-ins, we may not get to because we have about 25 minutes left. Also. All right, that might be enough. Because we started kind of late, so we'll go to uh, 1225. 1225. So we're, we're stopping at 1225. Don't everybody hang up at the same time. But uh, we should be able to get a decent amount of you if we, if we keep it rolling. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? What's up? Uh, I forgot what uh, Terry and Lonnie are, so I'm gonna go with the Donnie. Okay, okay. Donnie's are a hey, Donnie's are very close with Terry's and Lonnie's. Hey, so. my, my uncle Ronnie's. When I was my dad, I got an uncle Donnie too. Yeah, one of my dad's brothers got kicked out of town, and uh, they ended up living in California for a little while. And my uncle Donnie stayed out there, and he ran like a, a imp, like a rare produce company that sold like weird food and shit. And he had a whole empire going out there. So Donnie is not a bad person to be in the Street Fight universe for All me. Right. That's a successful well, line uh, as a Donnie. <laughs> cool. Um, so I've got a couple different things to share, but I know it's quick. So uh, I was going to say, like, you know, you're at work and people just keep you like, hey, bump it, hey, bump it. And it gets kind of tiring after a while. I, I thought of a, something to do. Like when somebody tries to bump you, you just open your hand and you just kind of palm, you kind of palm their whole fist. <laughs> <laughs> just like consume it. <laughs> they freak out. Bore they it. Yeah, they won't bump it anymore. <laughs> fist bumps just seem fucking weird. They're like a sports thing, dude. I love them. I don't like them. I think they're cheap highs. 
Like, I mean, honestly, like, you have to find something to keep going. Like, minute by minute, the day fucking sucks. So, like, a little little bit of little skin in the game, a little bit of, like, fist bumping doesn't bother me. It can be over the top, though. I mean, like, it just... Some people abuse it. They do abuse it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like fist bump. I like high fives more than fist bump. Really? I'm big on high fives, dude. I love them. Me and my daughter do the high five <laughs> where you do one up with a five and then come down and hit it lower. Like it's a boom, boom. Yeah. Like, and that's a tight, like that's my favorite yeah. kind of thing. If more people did that, but we had to practice it for a long time. Yeah, that's to a, get that's it down. A, so, you know, you know. <laughs> hand communication. That's the, the, the subject of Street Fight tonight. Well, I, hey, uh, can we come up with a means mobile instead of Playmobil? We'll have our own. Oh, new ones mm, that yeah. are even better. You know, also, bosses will... <laughs> I had a boss, the Red Bull boss that I had. There was a guy that was brought in to be the boss, and he decided that, like, the Red Bull spokespeople could come in at 8.30 in the morning and hand them out to everybody out of fucking backpacks, and they drove up with their little That's goddamn car. But like that dude would always hit you with the fist bump. Great job today. Da da da. Double up. Oh, hit yeah. me. Blow me up. Like he was like really into. He was just so bro culture about it, and it was the worst. <laughs> fucking Oakley's at eight thirty in the morning. Yeah, just can't get enough. Just vibing, you know. Just lo- I love making money, man. Love being successful, you know. Love, love doing sales on the phone. That's why I dap you up all the time. We're 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 dogs. We're homies. Yeah, the stuff at work, the high fives and dapping at work, I don't I'm just I was always just like, whatever, man. Like, oh yeah, cool. Like you're making me have this interaction. This isn't something I've been proud of. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, so hey, if you guys make it to Japan, you do Mario Kart. You guys see that people do Mario Kart on the streets there? I have seen some of that. We had actually the touring Mario Kart came to Columbus, actually. What? Yeah, there's a touring like act, some sort of carnies got together. You take a bus ride out of the capital here to like some uh amusement some go kart place that they rented and they give you like hats and shit and different colored carts and you get to race. <laughs> you know, honestly, don't me and my wife have talked about going to Japan. The only reason we would go to to Japan is for that Pikachu day where they have like hundreds oh, of yeah. Pikachus to like run <laughs> through the streets and they had Eevees out there too. Like that's the only, like that's my, that's the number one thing on my list. That's if I was going to try to like hammer down some Japan tour dates, it would be around whenever mm-hmm. that Pikachu shit happens. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> the Pikachu uh, March. So I'll, I'll let you guys go real quick though. Um, so I thought you guys in Portland. And it was really awesome to see you guys. Um, yeah, I'm sorry about all the shit I talk the... about, Joe. What uh, happened? Oh, I talked shit on the huh? The shit I talked about Portland. I didn't. I love oh, Portland. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple different sides of Portland. Yeah, we just got to find a venue uh, there at some point. It's a great it's place. Like not either weird or uh, weird. Yeah, like a venue that maybe. Doesn't make us pay for our drinks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It made you pay for your drinks? Well, the LaCroix and stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, but, but I'll be honest, a listener bought me mine, so it's not a big deal. I just yeah. was like, I kind of feel like really unwelcome here. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, it was a weird spot. Um, yeah, it was fun. But uh, what I was going to say is that 
I'm part of a like an art co-op. We're kind of building up um, our warehouse, our space now, and it's it's aimed to be like a like a price, like a very low price place. Um, it's called True North Studios, and so there's a there's a website and uh, myself and another friend. Uh, we've been kind of like working on construction, building like educational rooms so that you know different like instructors can come in. And I do like a suggested donation and then for people to learn, you know, anything from, you know, like needle felting to printmaking to like wood shop or just try to kind of give the community like a very like, cheap, uh, cheap access to some, some education and some art. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Is there any like, uh, way people can help with that? Uh, there was a, a Kickstarter that's already gone. We're, we're, we're in phase one right now. Um, actually, we just finished putting up the walls and mudding the the, uh, the walls for the education room. We had an open house this past Friday, uh, first Friday of every month. There's um, open vendor spaces, so you just gotta email booking at truenorth.org or truenorthstudios at truenorth.org. Um, I'm a bad salesman, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's yeah. So if you you make art, you do whatever you want to talk. Um, just email that address, and uh, it's it's free free to vend. So it really helps people. Because I know a lot of a lot of the craft fairs and a lot of things like that, they charge a lot of money. No, and, no, uh, no. The outcome the outcome's not always great. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think I I can't. I well, I'm not gonna say that. I just sometimes I go to those craft things, and I'm like, man, if if they paid money to be here, like sometimes it looks like they don't sell anything. You know, but <laughs> I guess, I guess it's like free market, baby. Or it's a bunch of friends buying shit from friends. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that's probably true too. Bucks back and forth. That's like stand up. Like our first few yeah. years of, uh, our first few years of fucking uh street fight when we would do live shows in Columbus and we would have to depend on every single person in our family showing up. <laughs> we would be like, if y'all don't show up, it's gonna look bad. We just need you to fill tables for now, and then uh, now it's kind of like ah, we don't need y'all. I mean, we like you. Yeah, but pay to get in. We're gonna put yeah, you. Yeah, we list don't or need anything. y'all. We can do this without you. We're we're famous. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, well, hopefully the next time you guys come through, we can find a better venue for you. Yeah, there's yeah. just not many there. That's not true. Oh, okay. We can find something. There's some there. Yeah, we'll get started on the next one early. I, I'm thinking like September, October, November areas, West Coast. Hopefully with Hellfire, let it cool off. Yeah, they got they got a little too much of us this year. Yeah, and hopefully with Hellfire, we want to get we want to bring that there. <laughs> yeah, that's a big ask. It oh, is. Shit. It is. It is. That's our boys. All right, boys. I'll let you guys go. All right, thanks for calling. Peace and hair grease. Um, hair grease. <laughs> this is an old one. Sorry, I, I thought it was chicken grease. Chicken grease too. <laughs> any of them. Any of the greases. We love works. greases. We love greases. Ooh, love the greasy strangler too. One of my favorite movies. Who's the greasy strangler? You ever seen that movie? No. Oh, it's an incredible movie. I don't know how to explain it to you. It's bizarre, and it will change your life after you see it. There's nothing like it. It's an independent thing. Uh, that is like off the wall bonkers. It's like Tim and Eric. It's also a horror movie, 
but it's like smart and stupid and just like fucking brilliant movie. Okay. That's okay. A good one. I'm interested. All right. Let's see who's on the line here next. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who the fuck are we talking to tonight? Hey, I'm Jake. I'm from uh, Boston. First time, uh, long time. Yeah, oh, sweet. Thanks for we showing like Boston. up. We're going to be there very soon. Yeah, we're going to ship up there soon. Yeah. Do, 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 oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. It's a great city. Yeah, yeah you it's do. cool. We yeah. loved it there. We knew actually. all the stereotypes. Yeah, we love we it. We love the stereotypes. We love your stereotypes. Yeah, so, so, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did see a bunch of guys yelling. Uh, yeah, guys yelling. And I was know, like, I love this. Nothing place. like it. But the guys yelling in Boston, there's just nothing like it. There's more yelling in Boston <laughs> than like New York, though. Really? I feel like there is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people love to yell there. So, the uh, what's going on? The yelling's on fantastic in Boston. Nothing like it. The yelling. We go there for the yelling. So, what's going on at night? yelling. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I'll, I'll be quick. So I'm finishing up my uh, my physics PhD, and I just wanted to sort of rant a little bit. Well, not not really rant, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty appalled by the way that um, there's sort of this fast track from from physics PhDs and math PhDs and science into defense, which uh. is I mean this should be nothing new to me, but uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty ugly. Like. Nearly everybody who's uh, who's graduated from from this program now works for uh, Honeywell, Raytheon, uh, or or some consulting company like McKinsey or or finance. It's just you know these are smart people who could be I don't know uh, maybe I'm being too self-serving to my discipline to think that you know we're good for like all this kind of stuff. But I had like high hopes of doing doing interesting stuff for the world, and and people are just making missiles and no stuff like that. You're right on. No, I mean, it it happens. I mean, it happens with lawyers too. Like a lot of people want to get into lawyering until they find out that most of it goes into like corporate, like making sure that corporations can dump waste and shit. Like that's the highest paying jobs in lawyers, you know, like it's, it's like that. Yeah. Scientists, all of that stuff is like, you know, you want to do cutting edge ways to, to change the world we live in, but it's just going to go into like more destruction. That sucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, I just wanted to say sort of solidarity with all the engineers and scientists out there who are working on things that they'd rather not be working on. (laughs) Yeah, that's tough. No, I mean, you know, I believe, uh, I believe in like the, uh, smart people that know more than me and that can like use that stuff for good. It really is atrocious the way that we've weaponized all of it. Yeah. It just all has to go for weapons. Everything has to go weapons, you know? Yeah. Or like to like, uh, you know, use your, um, fucking mathematics to figure out how we can drill underneath this city, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> totally. well, this entire field of, of optimization where you could figure out how to distribute things sort yeah. of efficiently and well for, for happiness or something like that. But that entire field was just completely bought up by the airline industry and used for pricing tickets. So if you wonder why airline ticket prices sort of skitter up and down in the most inconvenient way possible, well, there's a bunch of math PhDs on the other side of that. Yeah, we figured out how to do that. Oh man, it's so sad. Like it's like what I mean. You have to like sort of create your own niche in the world. Then I guess, or are there like good jobs that you can you can get to do like 
I don't know, something that means something to you? Well, I think the trick is you find, I think there's a lot of physicists and mathematicians who work on like interesting musical instruments, like electrical engineers working on synthesizers and stuff like that. Like you can, you can do art, which is really cool. Or you can stay in academia and do something, I don't know, ideally useless. <laughs> but the, but the, high, the high level stuff, when it's applied, it's, it's, for, it's only at like that level, like the government contract level. Well, I mean, I'm, I may be being a little bit jaded and close, close of course. right now. I'm sure there's like, there's interesting stuff out there to, to, to do, but I'm just, I'm just saying it's kind of, it's kind of hard. Yeah. There's a lot of it, that. There's the, the system in place. Yeah. That, yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, like I was talking about with quicksand earlier in the show, like when you're a kid, you, you, you dream about science, about being this way to like unlock the truth about the world to make things easier or better for everybody. Yeah. And, and then you come to understand yeah. that like nothing is optimized for that. Like things are set to like, if you can make more money for somebody above you, then like you can make more money yourself. Like that that's the the deal we have going here. True. So if you can figure out how to make your science make somebody like more money, then like you will make more money. Yeah, the problem is just doing that ethically. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it it, it can't no. be done. <laughs> I mean it can't the, like the, those premises don't those don't those are not set up with our impulses. You know, they aren't set up for the no. reason that people want to study this stuff. Those are those are exterior things set up by the folks that already they're at the top that want someone to funnel their money yeah. upwards. Yeah, and it's it's really hard to do to do physics without really expensive equipment. So. Absolutely. No, I mean it's uh pretty vicious. I mean, it's absolutely fascinating, but it's not um, its not money-making. Like, you have to figure out how can you make money off of it. You know, that's what we're coming to at this day and age is uh, everything's being devalued. Everything costs less money to make, whether it's, like, entertainment or, like, doctor's appointments. Everything's expected to cost less. And, uh, you know, there's not a lot of money to be handed out for someone to, like, figure out cutting-edge physicist shit, you know? Unless it can be applied, no, unless it can be applied to an invoice that's going to add to somebody's bottom line, right? Yeah. Anyway, I'll let you guys go. Thanks a bunch. I really, I love you guys. You're uh, we love you're doing you. great things. We love smart people to listen to this because I could have been a physicist. Like I read all the books. I just didn't go to college for it. You know, like I read a lot of books, but I just didn't go to college. Well, I didn't pay the money. Happens, yeah. <laughs> I didn't read any of the books. No, yeah, I, I, I also, oh, sorry. I dropped. I didn't mean to drop him. Yeah. I didn't go to any. I didn't read any of the books. I didn't. And I didn't learn I've about it in college read, either. I only read like the Elegant Universe by Brian Greene. That's all I did. I don't I even know what that is. <laughs> it's like a, it's a book where they talk about like quantum physics, but then they relate it. They use like he uses uh like uh, examples that are like the X Files or like uh, the Simpsons and shit like that. You okay, know? Like, that works to make it make sense. He uses pop culture references to get you to understand what like you know. <laughs> Well, hey, thermodynamics you know, are. I something. like it. All right, let's see who the next caller is. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hello. Howdy. Hi, this is Rachel from Columbus. What's hey, up, Rachel? Rachel? What's How's up? it going? Good. How are you? Good. Are you coming to the Variety Show? The Variety Show? 
I sure am. Nice. All yeah. right. Uh, so, so I just called. Oh, what? Sorry. I was just going to ask you what you were calling for. So you got it. Yeah. Well, I originally called the bitch about my job because, well, I work retail, you, you know, a little bit. Um, but uh, so it's a store that sells makeup and we offer a service where we do like a whole face makeover. And so they can come in and get their face done for free, but they have to spend fifty dollars. Wait. So in the real world, <laughs> free but spend fifty. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, free free face for fifty dollars of product. Okay. So in the real world, a working makeup artist, a freelancer, would make fifty to a hundred dollars, depending on how difficult the face is. Um, if you know, if they weren't in a retail setting, so. The artists that are working at my store, including me, um, are, of course, you know, getting insulted by doing this work for free already. And so now our stores are moving to a platform where they're going to start paying, like getting the people to pay for these services on top of that. But they're still going to be paying us $10, $12. Oh, so that's... On. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're also not allowed to pay tax You can't take tips? Nope. Oh, wow, that's horrendous. I mean, especially for doing what she's doing, right? Like what they're doing, they should be able to take tips for you at have, the very least. But I just, I think hey, they're even doing a specialized job, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, like, you know, doing doing a spreadsheet is like, uh, uh, that's like a solo activity where like I can take like, a, you know, a, an hourly wage for that type of thing. But when you're doing someone's mm -hmm. makeup, you are dealing with like that person. And that person is drawn from random from the general public. And it's not going to, exactly. it can't yep. be like your, your batting average day to day when the general public mm -hmm. is your customer is going to be very low. Like <laughs> you're not going to have a lot of home runs. <laughs> well, yeah. And there's so many variables when it comes to doing someone's makeup as far as like, is their skin dry as fuck? Are they old? Are they, I mean, not ugly, but like how, is their, how are their eyes shaped? You know, like all these different things that you kind of learn through the trade. And a lot of people come into my store with a lot of experience already. And they really do kind of sell you this idea that you can work your way up and make more as you get more training. But this just has not been the experience. And the, I was just a little human about it today. Yeah, that sounds like just more intention. It's like we would yeah. love to have a place where like we could have some scrappy, you know, people, you know, really hustle their way into a great, you know, amount of money here, but we also won't allow you to take tips and you also will only make seven fifty an hour. <laughs> but right, it sounds right. good. It does sound fun to be like it does sound fun to to be like, get out there and start making people's faces up, you know? Like you can make it <laughs> write your own paycheck. It's like not really. But, like you you're keeping it yeah. all. Like I, I get the same wage every fucking day. Like nothing about same my hour, yeah. My enthusiasm doesn't change my paycheck. You know, like my, my exactly. level of dedication into getting people over here isn't going to affect whether or not, <laughs> you know, I can go out a little bit extra. This, you know. Right. And so it sucks too because it's, it's made people used to, well, I will say like personally, there's a lot of really talented artists at my store that could charge 200 plus an hour, but they are working for maybe 10, $12 an hour. 
And the worst part is these people expect this level of service now for free and they're about to move it over in the new year and it's just going to fuck us over all the more when they're expecting this level of service and they're going to start having to pay $90 an hour because they demand that their hour, you know, go over and it used to be free. So it's just, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be real fun. Yeah, that's weird to be, okay. I mean, I mean, you're just... I don't know. It's one of you're just you are subjected to a person's like idea of what your job is that has never done it before. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just some person that, you know, came out of college and has a bunch of fresh ideas about how they should be doing these facials. That's <laughs> just, that's exactly that's it. who made the change here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not somebody exactly. like on the ground that is like, hey, we can make a bunch of money for us and for everybody else if we did it like this. Um, you mm-hmm. know, that's, I mean, that's the most, fr- I mean, I, I don't know, I guess I, I know that you're young and you will get some experience out of this. Um, but you know, being subjected to the whim of the bosses is just like, that is the job. I mean, it never is anything mm-hmm. more than that. It's not doing it right. It's doing it to mm-hmm. make them happy. It's just like falling in line with that, what, whatever their mood is right now. That's how you, oh, yeah. That's how you have gainful employment. It has nothing to do with like uh, credibility or like uh, quality. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to call and uh, bitch about that for a hot sec. Uh, but I also wanted to talk about drugs since that's kind of fun. Um, I just took a tab of acid, so Tight. I'm gonna go do that. Yeah, but happy journey. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta take care of yourself uh, during the season as a retail employee. But um, yeah, you need a vacation. Yeah, That's a great it's vacation. It's only, yeah. only takes like eight little, hours. Yeah. Exactly, short little vacay on my uh, uh one day off. <laughs> but um, yeah, I want to see if you guys had any suggestions for uh, movies before I go. <laughs> Oh, a movie for acid. Now, I always say a funny movie, and I enjoyed The Good mm-hmm. Guys, I think is very funny. Or, uh, uh, well, The Art of Self-Defense is a little dark. But uh, we just watched, actually, you know what would be fun? And I just watched this last night, Ready or Not is very fun. Ready or Not? Yeah. I think we watched that, actually. It's the hide and seek. They play hide and seek, and then they got to kill people. Yeah. Oh, dang. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I You know, Quentin oh, Tarantino movies can be fun. You know. Oh, what? Sorry. I, uh, you know, Brian, I mean, Brian does have his method. And I would say my method is more of the break your brain method. Uh, I am really into the type of stuff that makes you feel like really fucked up or like reality has like gone i'm into like the uh oh, yeah. the jodorowsky or jodorowsky stuff like holy mountain or el topo that's my recommendations um but i also like a recent one that i really loved uh was the cell with uh j-lo and uh fucking what's his name uh vincent d'onofrio yes I like the mind fucked up movies. Like I really do like if I'm psychedelic and watching a movie, I want something that plays with like the concept of time or cl- like butterfly yeah. effect, butterfly effect, brick, uh, 
There's so many good yeah. movies that mess with time, yeah. space. Any of that is anything, what really gets me going. Also, anything that makes you put thought into solving the movie. Sure. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, like, if there's something weird about it and you're just sitting there, like, I know when I'm on hallucinogens, if I'm sitting and watching a movie and it's, like, confusing, but there's, like, a puzzle to be solved in the movie, I'll go, like, oh, shit. Shit, I know it, I know it, and I get excited and feel real confident oh, yeah. about myself. Conan the Barbarian with Arnold oh, yeah. Schwarzenegger is always a good choice. Like, from start to finish, that thing is like an epic fucking journey. I always enjoy that movie, no matter what state I'm in. So, yeah, I mean, that, that that's a handful of things to check out. Westerns. <laughs> Westerns. I was going to say, too, I, uh, we watched Caprica last time because I heard a caller... Uh, that that was a Love good it. one to watch. And Brilliant. Was, uh, Paprika. I wanted to say, really enjoyed. And I also wanted to say before I forgot that the caller before that said Greasy Strangler was a good movie is, uh, I second that as well. Um, I was that caller. I was talking about Greasy Strangler. Oh, oh, oh my bad. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know. But um, yeah, real good one. They also have this movie called A Night with Beverly Luff Lynn or something like that. And it's got like Aubrey Plaza and bunch of other people and it's made by the same guys okay super funny I'll i just wanted to say that before i forgot what's it called um it's called a night i think it's called a night in with beverly left lynn or okay something like that okay i'll check it out good one yeah thanks for calling yeah. and paprika anyway, looks like thanks a for having me have a good rest crazy ass paprika movie. yeah like, that's my get down like go ghost in the shell is great like any of the ai stuff like uh deus ex machina is a good movie recently that came out but paprika is like it's a uh, it's like dream detectives right it's something uh there are people that go inside of other folks' minds in that movie, which yeah. I find is, like, the most fun. Like, if you really want to flip the world inside out, you know, you got to really dive deeper. Maybe I'll eat some mushrooms and watch that sometime. Because <laughs> I'm sure. looking at it, so it's interesting. We have... We've already gone over. We did? We're in overtime? We're in overtime right We now. have four calls left. I mean, we can take them. I don't care. I guess they've all been can... waiting for about the same amount of time. Okay, man. just take them and we'll we'll like try to get through them by twelve forty-five. Does okay. that sound okay? Yep. Hey, how's it going? I'm hungry too. Hey, I love Rexel. I'll try to be Howdy. quick. This is uh this is a uh, Terry Bloomberg, and I have a uh, great business opportunity for any street fighters who want to earn in excess of six thousand dollars a month. Okay. Oh, you, yeah, yeah right. I saw that. If you're a field organizer for Bloomberg, you can get paid six grand a month to I do might, that. Yeah, I exactly. might do that. You would be great that's, at it too, Brett. Yeah, I mean, I can get people around it. That's double what any other campaign is putting out. All wow. you need are a couple of friends for references. And if you're looking to pad out your resume and don't have the proper experience, just go on LinkedIn and uh, look up field organizer and copy paste and boom, you got a resume. <laughs> well, th thanks for calling T Terry Bloomberg. We're going to consider taking that job. I think sounds wonderful. You absolutely should. Yeah, I mean, we, we, I don't know if we'd make more though here or there. So yeah, I know. I mean, like we'd have to just spend all of our money on rent and food. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, no thanks. All right, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? How's it going? What's up? Hey, this is a skeleton. skeleton. Somebody I heard fell asleep. a noise. There's lots of people that fall asleep. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hey. 
Mom? Oh, sorry, guys. You're oh, on. Yeah. How's it going, go ghoul? Hey. I, 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 how you guys doing? We're, we're doing really great. I'm a little hungry. I got to admit. I'm I'm going to go home and eat I a bunch of food. Yeah. That, that, that's a good move. Go. Uh, made some food uh, in the cast iron earlier. It's very good. Um, I, this is Nolan. I'm calling from Jacksonville. Okay, Alrighty. what's up? Uh, not not much. Do, do y'all mind if I plug like some uh, political events in yeah, the area? Yeah, go for it. Cool, cool. Uh, and I, first of all, you know, I want to thank y'all for for coming down here um, with the uh, Trailbillies and District Sentinel. Yeah, great show. Um, we really appreciate it. You know. Yeah, it was really but, fun. Uh, I think we might be back there soon. Yeah, please, please. Um, uh, we, we we've got a. Uh, at uh, the same venue y'all went to uh, at Rain Dogs next weekend, um, a DSA uh, benefit uh, kind of fundraiser thing, $8 at the door. Um, we got a Facebook event, uh, comedians, DJs, a um, whole bunch of stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun if anyone's in the area. Uh, come on out. Um, other than that, can, can, uh, can I talk with y'all about uh, political stuff going on here? Yeah, go for it. Uh, we, we, we're, we're kind of dealing with, I mean, you know, DSA and anyone who's uh, aware some newspapers in the area are covering it. There's a uh, proposed sale of the uh, community-owned utility, JEA, um, and uh, it, 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 the city's just kind of, the, they're, they're trying to slide it through on people, you know, um, and it's the sixth largest uh, uh, community-owned utility in America, uh, the largest in Florida. Um, and it's, it's really like scummy. Just, they're, they're trying to sell, you know, the people's control of water and power. Okay. And, uh, who are they selling? It's like, so they're selling it to a private company. So you'll start now paying private company things. Yeah. Yeah. There's still like, they're like potential companies who are, um, you know, interested in buying. And that's all like being flaunted. Um, but uh, the sale has to go through a public vote, pretty much definitely, and it, it shouldn't happen. Um, but you know they're probably going to try and like offer people rebates and stuff. Uh, we, we we got a lot of community organiza community organizations um, trying to fight it, but uh, just you know look it up if if, if you're in the area. Um, We've got like a few newspapers, uh, Florida Times Union is writing some articles, you know, exposing the kind of gross, like, city corruption involved in the sale and stuff. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ridiculously informed. Oh, it's help, okay. But, it's, you're um, fine. I mean, you're getting <laughs> the info out there. Where can people help? Other, I mean, go to Rain Dogs for the thing, right? Definitely, yeah, definitely show up. The DSA is—we're talking with people uh, who know more about, you know, public utilities um, being sold. There, there are people on the ground here. Uh, we had a protest at City Hall the other week um, with a few organizations in Jacksonville. Kind of showed up. Um, the, getting involved, you know, just get informed is the biggest thing, I think. And uh, if you're if you're here. Um, We've got a lot of like Bernie canvassing going on. Um, any, any way people can just get involved with uh, 
left campaigns is, is fantastic and appreciated. Okay, cool. Yeah. What? Well, uh, yeah. Let, so that's how people can help. And uh, please help the DSA get stop this because this seems like moving in the exact wrong direction. Yeah, absolutely. we want public uh, ownership of utilities. Yeah, let's get this next caller on the line. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, uh, it's your resident socialist small business founder, Mason. Uh, I uh, I was calling because I've been meaning to for a few weeks, and so I won't hold y'all. I'll have to call again about the full story. But I went to Ohio for the first time, Cincinnati, though, um, for the International Union Co-op Symposium. How was that? It was wild um, to like, yeah, just to bounce off the last caller, uh, the keynote speaker that opened it all up, uh, they flew in from up from Mexico um, and he was a key organizer in a uh, the the he was an electrical worker and they had a union, the um, the un- Me- Mexican Union of Electricians uh, and their company the company they worked for went belly up bankrupt and they went ahead and seized all the like infrastructure and are trying to run it as a co-op now wow that's amazing oh that's really cool yeah and that's a trend that's been that really militant seizure of these uh of would-be former workplaces that's been going on all over latin america in the, over the past couple ever since like yeah the great recession yeah that's really cool um, I, I have heard about that happening a lot yeah and i watched we watched while i was there the night before it opened we watched a documentary about uh all these places in argentina and that had been doing it and including a big bougie hotel that was like the hotel of billionaires now or that before it was yeah taken over that's um that's it's awesome. amazing and so yeah, for, stuff rules before mm. i go i i do want to let y'all i want to ask y'all um about the co-op that you are sensibly part of means tv and if they've ever like because i as as someone who's jumping into this whole world and uh there's a lot of you got to be very transparent with your members about like the powers they do and don't have and with the potential you know provisional prospective members about what the what the right to you know what the annual process to becoming a member may be uh all that and and as an observer and as a someone who wants to be supportive of means tv uh there's i'm trying to like find out about how they're actually running themselves and it's it's not it's not very open yet and i know they haven't launched the platform proper but um if yeah are you do you know do you have votes what's going on there i mean for the most part it's really just naomi and nick i mean that's the entire yeah, operation because they, they have a they have means of production which is their thing but means tv is supposed to be like a whole co-op platform of for all of y'all right 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 yeah and uh yeah but for now it's just them like establishing ownership of you know getting rights to like documentaries getting rights and uh getting people you know getting rights for animation getting rights for videos whatever it may be 
that's what it is right now. Once it actually launches on January 1st, though, there will be like a reorganization, I believe, of what's actually happening because it won't just be Nick and Naomi trying to get everything ready for this launch, basically. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm still, you know, uh, keeping my hopes up for it. Um, and also, the big idea I, I had is for y'all and the, the, the folks y'all have on staff um, for, you know, just, you know, helping make Street Fight run. Um, once that's up and running as a network, they could totally offer their services as a little three-person co-op to everyone who's in the, so, you know, socialist media world uh, to, you know, and, and if uh, y'all need help incorporating... Yeah, we that, already know all of this. We, thank you for your call. We don't need any business fucking help from that. <laughs> this is our plan. This is going to happen. This is going to be rolled out. We don't need people calling in, giving me business advice on what's happening with that. Thank you for your call and your concerns. We've thought of all of that stuff. It's not a new thought. Uh, we've we are going to roll it out. We want to destroy Patreon. We absolutely want to create like something that's outside of the realm of Patreon and PayPal and all of those things. And that's going to be rolled out um, and is not under the scrutiny of someone that calls into the fucking show. So please don't do that again. Uh, I don't do anything with it, so I don't have any idea. I mean, what I'll chat on. with you about it, but I don't want you don't know what I, you don't know what's going on. Please don't talk to me like I haven't considered that. Uh, next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. This is the last one tonight. Hey, guys. Um, I called in probably about a month ago talking about... Uh, this is Josh from Aurora in Illinois, by the way. Um, I called in about a month ago talking about um, how to create and maintain capital um, when you're starting from nothing. Um, I just want to say uh got a job at Costco, uh, and I've been saving up, and I just want to say... Um, I really fuck with you guys, and Thanks. Uh, I'm very happy that you guys have been out here spreading the word, um, and I really needed that talk, and I, I really appreciate the, the positivity you in my direction. Oh, that's the nicest thing in the world, and congratulations, I hear Costco's a good place to work. Yeah, as a, as a fucking anarcho-socialist, it's, uh, it's hard to, like, <laughs> cap for a corporation, but, like, they are... <laughs> They're good to their workers, you know, like I legitimately, it's been a good, good experience. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I, I really appreciate you guys taking my call because it's the end of the show, it's overtime and everything. But um, yeah, I just want to say it like I really appreciated that talking to you. Um, yeah, I'm glad you called yeah, in. I love what you guys do. I mean, you know, and there's a thing that like some things like that can offer you, which is like stability and stability is a chance to, you know, figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life. If you can know you can rely on this to be like not a harrowing situation as far as employment goes, then you can make plans for other parts of your life and try to develop and grow into, you know, what you want to do. Because so much of like employment ends up being like just getting screamed at by some dysfunctional motherfucker, you know. But, you know, if you have just some stable, oh, I know. <laughs> stable employment that works and pays the bills and you can adjust yourself accordingly, um, you know, that, like, I'm glad you found something. That's great. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Of course, man. Well, Congratulations. And uh, I appreciate it. Thanks. Have a good yeah, night. Have a good one. Uh, thanks for listening to Street Fight too. Radio. 
Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. If you want to see us on the stream, we're on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, 10.30. 10.30-ish. 10.30, 10.45, I think. We'll be around. Uh, we'll be taking calls next Sunday as well. Uh, we are available on most social media at Street Fight WCRS. You can find us on Twitter. He's at Murder Brian. I'm at Brett Payne. Uh, peace. Excuse me, friend. Do you ever get mad online about politics? No, not really. So your Twitter handle isn't at Dabbing Castro 911 and you didn't just post drink piss to at Joe Biden? Uh, okay, you caught me. Well, good news, friend. You are not alone and you should get your news from two guys who are just as mad online as you. Really? Who? Where? District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left, airing Monday through Friday, hosted in Washington, D.C. by the two Sams, Sam Knight and Sam Sachs. All you have to do is subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Wow, thank you. Keep posting and stay mad, my friend.